Hello and good evening, everybody. Welcome. This time we like to start our opening ceremonies. I'm hand off the microphone to Matt Spinelli to get the evening started. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to the 13th annual Joe Hunter Memorial Drill. It's a nice night. As always, I'd like to thank my hosts, the South Hempstead Fire Department, the Rascals, Yellow Hornets, and North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers. I'd like to thank John Atwell for donating all the tents for this event. And if you'd all please rise now for our national anthem. Now, if you're all, please remain standing. We'll do a moment of silence for Joe Hunter, all those who passed 9-11, and especially this past week, my Uncle Richard passed away after a short battle with cancer. He was an ex-Engine 1 member and Yellow Hornet member. Thank you. Now, the uh, Tara Pipes and Drums are going to perform a few tunes for us.
Thank you, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome. At this time, teams, let's race to Joe. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the 13th annual Joe Hunter Drill here at the Chief Brian D. Fairhair Training Facility in Hempstead, Long Island, New York. The first event to be run will be the three-man ladder competition. The Joe Hunter record is 6.23 and is currently held by New Hyde Park and Central Islip. The first team on the line will be number one on your program, the Hempstead Yellow Hornets. All right, Hempstead Yellow Hornets are coming to the line. You're the first team to run in this year's Joe. We're having a little difficulty setting this thing up, but I think we should be get going just fine soon. Little mic check. Check one, two. I got Artie. You got me? I don't have you. Okay. Maybe now. Now I got you. Now you got me. Hello, got everybody. You. Hello. Tuan Simone here, Hempstead Yellow Hornets. Paul yeah, Suskind, and Beisha Redskins, Artie Suskind, and Beisha Redskins. And hold on, we're getting ready. First shot of the Joe, Hempstead Yellow Hornets, their first shot of the year. Yes, sir, and ran a 665 here at this first tournament last year. First man out a little early. Up to the ladder, he's up. Second man on, third man on, smooth climb. Oh, second man, a little hesitation in the middle. Yeah, a little bit of a slip by Alex Luffy there. Disappointing shot, ran a 665 last year at this tournament. Didn't duplicate yeah. it today. Just wait. Time for Hempstead, 8.99899. Next team to run number two on your program, the Riverhead Ironman. Ironman making this year's Joe, coming off that motor pump run last year at the state drill. 623, and it's their first ever yeah, appearance in the Joe Hunter. The tournament. inaugural so appearance that's right, for so the Ironman. So good for them to come out. Yeah. We'll be running from the back of the pack to the front of the pack today. Right. I like that. First man definitely out early. Yeah. Ryan McCardle. He's on. Second man on. Third man attacks the ladder, making his way to the top. And now he hesitates. Third man has a little struggle. Top, and it's over. So that one point by Riverhead, you know, going by top ten, I guess it would be tied for tenth. Or if you break it down Time the way we the do, Iron the top man. five. 8.95. Just out the yellow hornets for first so far here at the Joe. So, yeah. So seven. Next team to run is number three on your program, the Westbury Turtles. Sixteen teams qualified. And as you said, Paulie, going in the reverse order. So Westbury. Point to two last year in the state drill. Thirteen total teams will be running tonight. Right. East Islip, West Sable, and Hicksville not here. Yep. And this is Westbury's first run of the year as well. Westbury won the three-man ladder contest back in 2010, 632 with a tie with Copeg. Different three group of group of three guys this season though. Nice clean start. Yep. First man attacking, very fast. He's up. Hand goes through, but he recovers. Second man, third man crashes into the ladder. Now making his way to the top, and he is there. Average time to win this over the years, 6.30. Yeah. 6.23 the record here, right? Yep. 6.30 Time average. for the Turtles. 9.70970. Next to run, number four on your program, the Islip Wolves. Speaking, speaking of the Islip Wolves, you take away that 2004 shot of a 6.53 that won it here, and that brings that average even maybe into the 6.2s yeah. right, of the overall time to win it. Let's see if they can stop the sea, the sea ladder contest that's taking place. we got two eights and a nine there so you go. far. <laughs> here's the, here's his, lately the premier third man, Josh, making his way, covering on the second man. He's on the ladder. Nice smooth run. He attacked it. Oh, at the top, the second man slips. That was going to be a nice run. That is a frustrating miss there by the second man. He's, time I, for I, Islip. Been there, you know. 7.34734. 
You look at Josh Kingston's run right there. Uh, Boy, he carried that momentum. Next in the run, number five on your program, the Copeg Yellowbird. I don't think, I don't know if you could see it from where you were standing, I don't think he took even a stop and slow down no, step. He he's carried got, that. He's got the event down. He, I got my eye on Josh this year. 513 and B-Ladder last week. He's got it, he's got it together. He's mid-season form. Three-man, though. They're 0 for 3 this and year. They are. Shots. A couple misses. And you, know, yeah. you saw the second man kind of punch the arch there. We've all been there, too, you know, a little bit, yep. being a little young. I, I almost broke my hand once or twice. And the second, the, man, the second man, the second man is a very tall. He's very tall. Yeah. And Josh is not. They were climbing right next to each other. Here comes Kopech. Second man really got out early. Third man, Third man nice, nice climb. climb. Good job. Wow. Very nice. Kopech Elbert's coming off a third-place finish last year in the tournament with 19. Time for Kopech. 6.74674. Next to run number six on your program, the Port Washington Roadrunners. So the first six of the day run by the Kopech Yellowbirds, 6.74. And again, I, yep. I, that's in the 6.6 six, six and 6.5. Six, Second yep. man breaks the light. Yep. Kopeg Gilbert's getting their ladder team back together, it looks like. You know, forming the th- yeah. some three-man numbers week in and week out. Like All you right. said, two-tenths easy on that. Poor Washington staring at a 674 after the first five teams have run. It's like RJ's first tournament, correct? Yep. RJ running third second. man out first. First man on, second man, third man, climbing next to him, making his way to the top. Smooth run. In the low sevens, I believe. Time for the Roadrunners. 7.11711. Next to run is number seven on your program, the Bayshore Redskins. I go to 7-Eleven sometimes. When they <laughs> ring up my order, I get 7-Eleven of what I owe. And I always say, that should be free then. <laughs> if you put things together and go to the counter and it rings up 7-Eleven, you should be like balloons come out or something. With tax or without tax? With tax, my friend. That's pretty good. It's unbelievable. That's a good <laughs> Explain the lime green shirts here, Mo. <laughs> Slurpy green? I don't know, but if no. you're watching this, if you're watching this at home, you're going to need a scorecard because all the teams in their colors aren't matching up. Bayshore wearing the lime green. Looked like second man out might have been out first. Yeah, it's pretty close. Jimmy's Skippy's climbing up. Al Skippy's on. Oh, and it's a three-man. All three men kind of hesitated. Makes his way to the top. Bayshore had scored, I believe, in three men the first two tournaments yeah, six, this year. Yeah, 6-7 and a 6-66 last week. Time for Bayshore. 6-67 right there. 8-94. Another good C ladder shot. <laughs> you know, we, we have uh, number eight on your three eights and a nine. The Manhasset Lakeville Minutemen. I don't know, Waddy. What was the average to win this event? Past six years? 6-30. That's, I mean, you, th- you look at the times <laughs> each year. I, I mean, it's just all 6-2s. You know, that one 6-53 really bumps it up a couple mid-6-3s, but... Past three years, 628 Islip, 23 by the Hobos, 24 by the Hobos, 28 by the Hobos, going back to 2011 in order. So it's been heavy. Just hasn't come out yet so far, midway through the contest. The Minutemen take the line. With their normal colors. Yep. <laughs> They're off. Look like first man maybe out first. He's on, climbing very deliberately. Second man as well. Third man has trouble mounting the ladder. Now making his way to the top. We'll wait on a time for Manhasset. Time for the Minutemen. 8.84884. Nobody coming close to the sea ladder record. Next to though. run is number nine on your program, the Lindenhurst Snails. 
you know, we just crossed the midpoint of the scorecard. You know, now's the point where we're going to start to get into those teams who finished close to the top five last year. you got Lindenhurst, West Hempstead, New High Park, East Islip, who's not here, sorry, North Lindy and Central Islip. So we're getting towards the end here. 674 is the time to beat Copeg Yellowbirds holding that spot. Bunch of sevens and eights holding points right now. Big Litterhurst, well. they ran a six last week, if not the first two weeks, if I stand Yeah, right? they, can, they've been running some good three-man since like the middle of last year. 647 in the state drill last year by the Snails, took one point. Breaking out Maroon, there's a good start. Third man definitely first. First man on, second man on, third man on. Nice smooth climb, making his way to the top, and he's there. Nice that's going to be your first top. first place shot, I believe. You know what I like about that? The third man's grab at the top rung. He attacked that. Time for the Snails. 6.57. 6.57. Snails going to be happy about that. They're showing improvement each week. And, that, you know, the grab by that third man was perfect. It, it was There was speed. Next team to run is number it. 11 on your program, the West Hempstead Westerners. You, know, you can gain or lose a tenth to two tenths on the grab, and that was just immediate grab. Very nice job. The, snail, the, the, the Snails have three similar guys in terms of what their their, their construct is. They're, they're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, skinny, fast. Young. And there's room for improvement, actually, with Good those point. guys. Young. Youthful. Here's the team I got my eye on with their third man here. Gerard, I heard he's been putting up some good numbers in practice. West yep. Hempstead, five points in the state drill last year. A couple of those points coming to three-man ladder. Third man out first, making their way to the ladder. He's catching the second man on the yeah, ground. catching first Ralphie. Man on, yeah. second oh, man Ralphie up. slips. He slips, Ralphie second slips. step. And actually, I believe I was wrong. They did not score in three-man ladder last year. 6.55 was seventh Time place for West Hempstead. last year. 8.67867. That's close to the sea ladder record. That Next to it. run number 12 on your oh, program, Joe Hunter record. the New Hyde Park Termites. Joe Hunter record is an 860. Well, we'll get to that contest So that, Listen, that's 7-11 by Paul Washington's third, Paul. Yep. Uh, 734 by the Wolves is fourth place. Yep. And then we jump down to, and one of those eights are in there. 867. That shot by the Westerners is fifth place right now. And in the fluorescent pink is the New Hyde Park Termites. New Hyde Park Termites scoring six and a half points to take fifth place in the state drill last year. The second lowest point total ever to place in the state drill. And they'll take it. Good start. They're off. First man, second man, third man's on. Now they're bottleneck. No Frankie at third man today? No Frankie at third no man. No Frankie climbing today. What's up with that? I didn't know. He's old. He's old. <laughs> Time for the termites. Phil's saying Frankie's old. 10.38. Next to run number 14 on your program, the North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers. How many sixes we got on the board there? Two. Two. Yeah. North Lindy coming to the line and talk about old Joe Boy making his way to the first spot. Yeah, saw him in warm-ups. He's still, you know, he still got it enough to run first, man. He's He's in great shape. Look at him. No doubt about it. North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers coming off of uh, State Drill last year where they finished in third place with 16 points. Can they put it in the six fours? That's the number I'm looking for for this team. Nice clean start. Joe Boy makes his way. He's up. He's on. He's gone. Ducky Fowler coming at the top, and Joe. he's there. Yeah. Smooth. It's going to be their best shot of the Smooth. year. 6.57. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It'll de- definitely be a six. Time for North Lindenhurst. 6.81. Third place. 6.81. 
So that's Next 681. Next one is number 16 on your program, the Central Islip Hobos. That's 681's third place. Artie, if we want to keep that average around 6-3, the Hobos got to put up a number here. Yeah, or else, uh, 585? The four flat. <laughs> 585 coming up. Well, we're just talking about the winning times, right? So, I mean, 657 would be the slowest time to win three-man ladder at the Joe Hunter drill ever. 653, well, the previous slow time in 04. And that corresponds with the nickname Snails. There you go. So, they'll take it. They will take it. Willie got his got beer hat on. It's got like a beer mug hat going. Nah, he's out a little bit early, I thought. Brian Kessler. First man, second man, third man. Nice you, smooth you run, though. Mixed to the top, Miller. and he's there. Close at the top with the first man, but he grabbed it. Jakey yep. got it. Yep. Yeah, you just have to touch it. And he did. Time and for the, the hobo. The average stays where it needs to be. 6.49649. That's going to be your first place shot. Second place going to go to the Snails. And third place is going to go to the Kopeg Yellowbirds, who have to be real happy with their three-man shot. Definitely a good shot by Kopeg. And, uh, you know, they're on the board again. Come, like I said, third place finish last year in this drill, Kopeg Yellowbirds. 81. The Knockers comes in fourth. And the Port Washington Roadrunners are going to score with a 7-11. So, see, 7-11. there it is. Get out there to 7-11. If you can get an exact total of 7-11 on the bill, it's free. I think it's a good promotion. I don't think they're hurting for business, though. I think it's a, I think it's a large water, <laughs> a Newsday, a post, uh, not a Newsday, a post, <laughs> a yogurt. <laughs> That's 649, ladies and gentlemen, is the first six. 6-4 ever to win three-man ladder at this tournament, and the second slowest time ever. I don't know what's going on here. we got to bring it out for B-Ladder, man. I don't know. That event seemed a little lackadaisical to me. That's a, you know what that means, right? Lackadaisical. Seems like the... Lackadaisical. I don't know. It's summertime. The energy's now, not here racing. Yeah, Lack, no. Lackadaisical, right, but you could say just lax. <laughs> when we get back for B-Ladder, though, we're going live to the audience. Is that what I'm hearing that's today? What I, that's what they're saying. I think we're going to put this out we on the uh, up, big man. speaker here, live up, for B-Ladder. <laughs> so if you're out there... All right, so we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna pay some bills. You're listening to the Joe Hunter Drill 13th Annual Move live on top of the arch. We'll be back in a few. Results of the three-man ladder competition. First place, five points. Number 16, Central Islip. Second place, four points. Number nine, Lindenhurst. Third place, three points, number five, Copeg. Fourth place, two points, number 14, North Lindenhurst. Fifth place, one point, number six, Port Washington. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing as they celebrate their 42nd year of publishing their honor to be the official publication and online coverage of New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Inn at New Hyde Park, Long Island's premier catering facility is the first choice for weddings, parties, and corporate events. Owned and operated by local families and firefighters, it sets the standard for supreme service, gourmet, cuisine, and style. The Inn's restaurant, Bossery 214, takes you on a culinary road trip through Europe with our world-renowned chef and an unmatched international beer menu. To book your next event or to celebrate after a tournament, go to www.innatnewhydepark.com or brasserie214.com. Open table or Facebook or call 516-354-7797.
With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course, those famous Fatty's Wings. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments including Central Islip to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Bill Fox Company has been in business for over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and Yellow Hornets. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. Coastal Fire System is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Coastal is your one-stop shop for all you SCBA and fire equipment needs. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RIT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hi-X Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves. For more information, check them out at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. Whether you've been a FASNI credit union member for years, just become a member, or yet to take advantage of our member-friendly products and services, we have the tools you, your family, and your fire department need for financial success. From low-rate auto loans and free checking to shared branching and mobile banking, when it comes to your finances, we are fully involved. To learn more about our products and services, visit us at www.fasnicu.com. Attention, fire chiefs and commissioners. You already know New York State has mandated that your department supply your members with bailout rope systems. Coastal Fire System is also the exclusive bailout system distributor for New York State drill teams. The friends at Coastal are equipment dealers for Petzl, Scott, CMC, Colorado Systems and can walk you through the state requirements to ensure the safety of your members. Your bailout system process starts and finishes with the folks at Coastal, a family-owned and operated business. Check them out online at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 63 661-7515. The Titan Group is back supporting Drill Team Racing and taking their game to the next level with 20 years experience in the apparel industry and the addition of an in-house design team. We will find exactly what you're looking for. This year, join Team Titan and let us handle all your apparel and equipment needs and be part of all of Team Titan's promotions. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. Owned and operated by members of the Drill Team community, we know what it takes to run your team. Let us handle everything from jerseys to helmets and tape to trophies. We are one-stop shop for all your drill team needs. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind or Devin Robinson on the track. You're up. Get on the Titan Group. 
Have you been looking for the perfect technology solution for your apparatus? Streetwise turns tablet computers into powerful, full-featured MDCs. And unlike smartphone apps, Streetwise is a live, fully networked, enterprise-grade software package that functions just like the more expensive laptop MDC, but is CAD independent and at a fraction of the cost. Don't settle for less than the best. Check out the online video demonstration today at www.streetwisecadlink.com. Streetwise CADLink, the mobile response software that just works. How old is your fire department thermal imager? Thermal imaging technology is changing as quickly as your smartphone, and the time has come to upgrade your TIC. The Coastal Fire System is the exclusive thermal imaging distributor of New York State drill teams and offers the full line of Scott, ISG, and FLIR cameras. Coastal is a one-stop shop for the best brand, so start the upgrade process with the longest-running sponsor of New York State drill teams. Camera servicing also available. Check out Coastal Fire System on Facebook or give them a call at 631-661-75. Integrated Wireless Technologies is proud to be part of the 2015 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom radio solutions, licensing assistance, and top-notch service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. Tom. With over 60 years of experience in the fire and rescue business, Nassau Fire Apparatus is known to be the leader in the industry. They are vehicle and equipment distributors who provide products, parts, maintenance, repairs from coast to coast. People working at Nassau Fire not only sell the products and services, but also work in the industry in EMS and as firefighter volunteers. All right, welcome back, everybody. Getting ready for uh, B ladder here at the Joe. First team that'll be coming to the line will be the Riverhead Ironmen. Trying something new today, ladies and gentlemen. What you're hearing is the radio broadcast, so broadcasting to you live here at the Arch as well. Yeah, over the during the motorized contest, we're going to make the attempt to uh, broadcast the drill throughout the arena. Something new we're trying. You ready for this, guys? <laughs> you feeling all right? <laughs> Better have your A game. <laughs> well, listen, we're getting ready to run some B ladder here. We were just looking at the numbers. This is the 13th ever Joe Hunter Memorial Tournament. Average time to win this contest over the course of the years. Artie and I were just doing some math. 5:13 is the average first place shot run at this event to win it. You know, you're going back through the numbers, looking looking at the numbers throughout the years. You know, two fours a run here, a bunch of five ones, a bunch of five O's. The slowest time actually ever to win here is a 5:37 back in 2008. Bayshore Redskins. That's the slowest time to win. So they did that in the state tournament too with the 527. Right. 527. That was what 02. I think they still give you five points though, right? When you win. That, that's what they give you. All right, that sounds that's good. Okay, ladies you. and gentlemen. Next event is the B ladder competition. The Joe Hunter record is 4.92. It is currently held by West Sayville. The first team on the line will be number two on your program, the Riverhead Ironmen. So what do you what do you think the Ironmen are going through here? It's their first ever Joe. They got to run first here in B ladder. You know, they're looking to put up a shot, you know, just run, go through the emotions and uh, enjoy the uh, moment. There they ran is. a 623 in motor pump last year. We qualified them for this tournament this year. 
Oh, I'm sure they're excited. You guys all remember your first Joe. Absolutely. You know. It was the first Joe. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You guys uh, provided the food for the evening, I think, right? Back, not back then. And, and back then, we earned it, buddy. <laughs> Run back in May. Yeah, that's right. Back it was then. a Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, weekend right. instead of 4th of July weekend. That's correct. I remember the Let's Get It On drills that became the Joe. That was even before the Joe. So that's going back probably about 17 years. So Let's years. Get It On, you're going PG? Yeah, that was, yeah I am going PG. Pre-Joe. All of a sudden, the there's more people listening. we got to go PG, right? <laughs> All right, Riverhead's got the flag. They're about ready to leave the line. Nice crowd filing in here for the uh, Joe Hunter if you're not in the arena tonight. South stands just about all filled up. Please be careful on the north stands. Yeah. <laughs> ah, here comes the Ironmen. Over the timing light. Into the break. They're off. They go down. Ladder's going up. Smooth run. A little hesitation in the middle makes it to the top. I like the spot where they dug. I like how the ladder went in straight. There's a lot to build on off of that shot right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Know? Front tire is not fully locking up there. Time for Riverhead. 6.97697. Next team to race is number three on your program, the Turtles from Westbury. Westbury Turtles come to the line. Big American flag draped across the front of the truck, painted in there. And what else could you want on a 4th of July weekend celebrating this great country of ours, the United States of America? Westbury Turtles have a lot of history in this tournament. They qualify, you know, they've qualified before, you know, most of it based on their ladder ability. Uh, over the past few seasons, they've come in fifth place several times. Fifth place two years ago, came in fifth place in this drill in 2011, fifth place in 2009. Can you hear it? So the Westbury Turtles, no stranger to the Joe Hunter drill. And again, a lot of it is because of their ladder teams from the late 2000s. Again, going through a little bit of a rebuilding phase since those 2008-2009 seasons. But nonetheless, out on the track looking to put up a number today. Their first B ladder shot in the tournament this year. They're going through their handshakes. Nice night for a drill. You don't have that sun blasting you. Yeah, man. Right? You got a little overcast, hazy sky in the 70s. Can't get much better for a night of racing. Just got to keep the rain away, man. There's no <laughs> rain coming. Got Darty criticizing us. We're all good. Tell him to come on up. Grab a mic. <laughs> He's an old-fashioned guy. <laughs> Daryl and Darty be fighting over the weather. <laughs> he waits for the old-fashioned drills. Half, old half point himself. All right, here come those Westbury Turtles. Making their way into the break. They're off. They go down. He's on. Little hesitation at the bottom. Makes his way to the top. I think the climber can hear us on the way up. <laughs> Time for Westbury. 6.89689. Next to race number four on your program, the Wolves from Islip. Islip coming off of 5.13 last weekend at Selden in the first part of B-Ladder. The second part completed on Sunday morning with one trip down the track. Now, that's something I don't ever remember happening. So you guys you, you moved the equipment, came back the next day, one team ran B-Ladder. Yep. And that was literally all that happened. Right. <laughs> the rest of the day was a washout. Is that 5.13 time of the year? Yes, it is. You know, I got got to keep your eye on the Islip Wolves this season. <laughs> Their climber, Josh Kaysen, he's put up the numbers in three-man ladder. He's put up the numbers in C-Ladder. Just starting to get into the five ones now. He's run several of them, I know. This is the next guy to get into the 5-0 number. Hasn't run that yet. And, hey, we've been waiting for another guy to get into that four club since 2003 when Billy Moon joined. You watch Josh climb. And keep it your just, eye on Josh. It, it looks you know? automatic. Yeah. It's like he just, every rung is just there for him. Nothing's a struggle. 
just see how this truck comes off the line. Mike's been playing with the wheel a little bit here. Ice of Wolves have won B-Ladder at this tournament twice, 2013 with a 514, 2003 with a 519. Ah, here come the Wolves. To the patch. Break. They go straight down right over the yellow line. Nice oh, climb. A little bit of an air show. Boy, nice grab. Almost hit that yellow pole. It's he close. has got to be about six inches off that yellow pole. Nice job by the guys on the ground. Time for ice lift. 5.51551. Next to race is number five on your program. The Yellow Birds from Copenhagen. Great example right there on Islip's run where the ladder did not go in together, right. but it went up straight. It right. was crooked, but there was no waiver in the ladder. Josh was able to follow it up, just stayed outside that safety line to get himself a time. Islip taking first place so far, 551 with Copenhagen coming to the line. Didn't really notice a lot of momentum on that ladder as well. You know, you want a little bit more speed, and that's your difference between the 5-1 last week and, you know, your 5-5 this week. Didn't have well, the speed that they normally you have. You know this very yeah. well, Tuan. When, yeah. when everybody's not in sync, when you're not yeah. all together, sometimes they're just trying to salvage a run, and right. they salvaged it real well right. running a 5-5 with that ladder. No doubt. Being outside, the spikers almost had to lunge a little. Mm -hmm. I think they kind of lost that, that hot drop of uh, the ladder getting right to the ground and then coming through. All right, Kopeg's ready to go. Handshakes are done. Again, Kopeg Yellowbird's coming to third place in this tournament last year with 19 points. They have won B-Ladder before here at this at this tournament. 2010 was a 527. Back with Billy Holton was uh, climbing for him. All right, here come the Yellowbirds. Take a break. Truck slides a little bit. There's deep. Man, that is a straight ladder. I'm Tough telling grip. you, that's a 90-degree angle, my friends. 90 degrees from the top, bottom of this patch all the way to the arch. He did a pretty Time nice for Copeg. 6.52652. Next to run number six on your program, the Roadrunners from Port Washington. Tuan, what goes through your head when you have to climb that straight ladder where you're almost climbing backwards <laughs> yeah, a little bit? Just get to the top. <laughs> grab and then, and then hold and on. I hope there's an official you know, helping you. No time. Are you looking right. for the officials already like yeah, to grab it, that it, ladder it, it before depends, it falls down? It depends how much momentum you have and if you have a shot or if you're scrapping it. If you've got enough mo, you go for it, get a number. If not, make sure you get a time so it's on a no time. It's got it's got to be a little bit tough to keep the momentum when you're that deep. You know, we've been, you're exactly right. We've been lucky to not have to do that too many times, but, you know, sometimes you just got to air it out and reach for the rung. All right, Paul Washington Roadrunners have the track. You guys get the feeling these trucks aren't grabbing, like in the well, break. I, I'm not hearing you know, the sound that we normally hear. It doesn't Islips, sound right. I thought yeah. Islips grabbed. I mean, they were way outside. They lunged for the pit. That one slid through. Right. A lot of speed coming through for Kopech. Yeah. Roadrunners broke into the 5-0s last year in Merrick. First time for them. It was a team record. Running with a new climber this year. See what they can put up. Some support. They go down right over the yellow line and just doesn't get a chance to mount. Completes the contest. That one, it looked like I thought it grabbed. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought it grabbed so well. Yeah. Time for the Roadrunners. 10-32. Next to race is number seven on your program, the Redskins from Bay Shore. Bay Shore's coming up scoring last weekend. 540... 
545. It's a real nice run. Five, 545. Nice run last week. All four guys going down together. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some, you know, if they can improve on that this week. Run almost that same shot and just get a little bit of a better number. How much of a difference, are do you think the track's going to make here? I mean, that Zelda track, you could almost dial it in. Yeah. This I, year, it's almost the unexpected right now. It is, and you, and you do have guys like Kyle hasn't, hasn't driven here a lot either that's driving the Bayshore. All right, Bayshore's been given the flag. Yeah, like I said before, Bayshore, 537 at the 08 Joe Hunter. Only time that they won B-Ladder at this event. They ended up going in a second-place tie that day for overall. Five teams have run. Five times have been run. 10-32, fifth place. So it's out there to be had. It's out there, Mo. <laughs> they sure are making their way in the break. Slides a little bit. They, they lunge for it. A lot of Skippy's speed. up to the top, and he makes it. That's going to be a decent run right there. A lot of yeah. speed getting off that truck, too. That looked like Very similar drop as well. Last week. Yep. Just, uh, they're in Time for the Redskins. 5.40. 540. That's an improvement on last week, but I thought yep. that truck slid through a lot. They were not able to take those spikes and transfer them immediately into the ground. Yeah, you were, you're looking probably they're in about 18 inches from where they were last week, and I think it was that just because of the truck slid. I think Kyle gave him the same break. It just slid a little bit more. But they did a good job getting to the ground before the three-man ladder line to still give him a nice uh, all, all four nice guys job. working together doing the Next same Next to job. race is number eight on your program, the Minutemen from Manhasset, Lakeville. So Bayshore, 540, stake it first so far. Islip second, 551. And then third place is a 652 by Copeg as the Manhasset Lakeville Minutemen take their spot on the start line. Manhasset Lakeville qualified for this tournament by taking third place in efficiency last year at the State Road with a 938. So that three points is good enough to get them in the eight position this year at the Joe. Track's been given to the Minutemen. Here they come, in the break. That truck stopped, they lunge a little bit. Up to the top and completed the contest. Time for the Minutemen, 6.94, Next to race is number nine on your program, the Snails from Lindenhurst. The snails coming off a four-point shot and three-man ladder. They're looking at a 5.40 first-place shot here in B-Ladder to keep their momentum going. And then her snails last season state drill, second place in efficiency with a 917. And they took fifth place in three-man ladder with a 647. That's what qualified for them for this year. Lynn and her snails, again, for those of you who haven't been out in a tournament in a while, this is the team, you know, up and coming. They're getting their ladder team together, a lot of young guys. And uh, look forward to seeing what the Lynn and her snails can do as we move forward this season. Is this their first, Joe Hunter? Uh, I don't believe it's their first. You know, they've qualified with three-man ladder before and yeah. some hose times here and, and there. efficiency. Right. Yeah, I mean, those green shirts the Spikers are wearing or last year's Joe shirts. Never placed top five, but qualified several times. All right, Linnerhurst has the track. Making their way into the patch. They're off. Nice job. He's on, making his way. Ladder's a little crooked, but he makes it. Fights through. Yeah. Real nice job fighting through a ladder right, that was shaking me. all the way Looked up. Looked like the right spiker went in first. You could tell the ladder kind of hit them. Time for Lindenhurst. 
5.46546. Yeah, you, you got it right, Twan. Yeah, the right yeah. spike hit a little bit first. You can no. see the jolt. Next to race number 12 on your program, the termites from New Hyde Park. Ryan really stuck with it. Yeah. And then his last two steps, when the ladder hit the arch, and almost the, the rails didn't hit at the same time, yeah. which can throw you off as a climber. He yeah. jumped through it. Yeah, he, he ate it up. That was a good climb. Nice finish. One of the better climbs I've seen. I think right. you nice got to give him credit was, for that. Yeah. That ladder was awfully wobbly. It was going back and forth, and he fought his way through it. He had a head of steam coming up top. He didn't lose his speed really throughout it. So. I knew I'd Park's been given the track. So 5.46 right there, second place. we got a 40 by the Redskins, 46 Snails, 51 Wolves, and then it drops off into the sixes after that. 6.52 Copeg is fourth, and then what do we got after that? Looks like that's 6.89 by the Turtles, holding up for one. Lucky dog right now. Three teams left to go. Right over the line, he's on. And they've completed. I mean, you got to say textbook with that shot. They yeah, were all I mean, slow, it was saying, up, hey. it was straight. Just go and make a time. Time for the termites. 6.12612. Next to race, number 14 on your program, the Piston Knockers from North Lindenhurst. For those of you wondering at home or even here, West Hempstead yep. did not compete in the B-Ladder contest. Nope, Craig, uh, Craig Hayes uh, pulled his hamstring not that long ago. It's almost back to 100%. I think they just wanted to give it a little bit of a rest tonight, not take any chances. And I can't say I blame them. Just up climbing with a banged-up hand. No doubt about it. Interesting uh, thing here, guys. The West Haven Flying Dutchman have won this contest four times in the history of the Joe Hunter drill. North Lindenhurst has won it three times. So with a first-place shot here, they could tie West Sable for the most B-ladder victories at the Joe Hunter drill. Joe Hunter drill. 540 is the number. Yeah, North Lindy running a 510 and 07, 509 and 09. And then just last year, 519. You got it, Joe boy. <laughs> All right, Northland Hurst been giving the tracks, revving it up. And into the patch is off. They're straight down. Doug Fowler's on. Anybody lose it midway? About Did halfway up. I would say when it hit the arch, maybe. Yeah, almost three-quarters leg went through the uh, in-between two rungs and through. And you notice Vinny not throwing today. Chris Connell back at his normal spot. You know, he runs a mall, but uh, Vinny... Time for the piston knockers. Little ankle injury. 8.52852. Chris has been digging for them. Next to run, number 16 on your program, the Hobos from Central Islip. All right, the Hobos winning three-man ladder have five points going into B ladder. They're looking at a 540 from Bayshore, a 546 from Lindenhurst, 551 from Islip, and then we jump down in the sixes. 612 by Newai Park. And a 652, I believe. And a 52 by Copeg, yeah. So, you know, we talk about that average first place shot at the Joe, a 513. We're talking three tenths off that mark. But with the team that's on the track right now, they're no strangers to running 50s and 51s. Come the hobos. They're in. Oh, he's up and going. Ooh, that's a Just good shot. Just at the top, Ooh, he little, got sucked into a little the ladder, bit in. but he was able to get his arm up. Nice mount right there. Look at that ladder. Time for CI. 
517. That'll keep the average in place, right? Back in business. That's going to be your first place shot, everybody. The Hobos are going to come out of here with five. They're going to be 10 for 10 after two contests. 10 for 10 is correct. First time CI has won the ladder here at the Joe Hunter Drill. Nice shot, 517. And also going to keep the average where it needs to be, right at that 513 mark. So, Did you see the ladder come off the back of the truck? Does it look flat to you or what? It, it looked a little flat. Um, I thought he did a great job mounting the ladder. Actually, he did a great job at the end. He got sucked into the ladder, and he was able to get his arm. And he's got long arms. He was able to get his arm through and yeah. grab the yeah, top rung. Say, it's, easy nice to, job. it's easy to go under that top rung when something like that happens. So but we're looking nice at five points there. for the Hobos, yep. four points for the Redskins with that 540. Third place is going to be the 546 from the Lindenhurst Snails. That's going to give them seven. Fourth place, 551 from the Islip Wolves, gets them on the board. And yep. we're going to have a sixth. That's going to be a 612 from New Hyde Park. Did we get word on why Frankie's not climbing today? Nope. So nice shot. I don't know you know, if the climber there is his first shot or not, but getting a point in the Joe. Yeah, Won't no. be it with a 612. But Absolutely. Still, you know, you take the point. We're going to go over to the but PA. Results of the B ladder competition. First place, five points, number 16, Central Islip. Second place, four points, number seven, Bayshore. Third place, three points, number nine, Lindenhurst. Fourth place, two points, number four, Islip. Fifth place, one point, number 12, New Hyde Park. All right, so we're going to uh, move the equipment here for Sea Ladder when we get back. You know, the race is, uh, CI's got 10, Lindenhurst has 7, then there's a bit of a drop-off to 4 and 3. So, oh. you're listening to Live on Top of the Arch, the 2015 Joe Hunter Memorial Drill. We'll be back in a few. With over 60 years of experience in the fire and rescue business, Nassau Fire Apparatus is known to be the leader in the industry. They are vehicle and equipment distributors who provide products, parts, maintenance, repairs from coast to coast. People working at Nassau Fire not only sell the products and services, but also work in the industry in EMS and as firefighter volunteers. You won't find a more dedicated and experienced team to align with than Nassau Fire Apparatus. Visit them online at www.nassaufire.com for more information. 2016 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 20th and 21st at the new location, the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. It's bigger and better, with many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product lines and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Jolly Tinker Hose Company is the new source for the best racing hose available. Each Lent is designed to withstand the demand of FD Racing. Colored hose and double jackets now available. For more information, call 516-322-6366. Jolly Tinker Hose Company. We have tight hose. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 42nd year of publishing, they're honored to be the official publication and online coverage of New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. 
The Inn at New Hyde Park, Long Island's premier catering facility is the first choice for weddings, parties, and corporate events. Owned and operated by local families and firefighters, it sets the standard for supreme service, gourmet cuisine, and style. The Inn's restaurant, Bossery 214, takes you on a culinary road trip through Europe with our world-renowned chef and an unmatched international beer menu. To book your next event or to celebrate after a tournament, go to www.innatnewhydepark.com or Brasserie 214 Open table or Facebook or call 516-354-7797. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products, induced rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demo, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course, those famous Fatty's Wings. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments, including Central Islip, to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Bill Fox Company has been in business for over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and Yellow Hornets. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. Coastal Fire System is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Coastal is your one-stop shop for all you SCBA and fire equipment needs. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RIT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyax Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves. For more information, check them out at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. Whether you've been a FASNI credit union member for years, just become a member, or yet to take advantage of our member-friendly products and services, we have the tools you, your family, and your fire department need for financial success. From low-rate auto loans and free checking to shared branching and mobile banking, when it comes to your finances, we are fully involved. To learn more about our products and services, visit us at www.fasnicu.com. The next event to be run is the Sea Ladder Competition. The Joe Hunter record is 8.62. It is currently held by West Sayville. All right, we're going to get ready to run some Sea Ladder here. Welcome back, Paulie. Artie's doing a little math. As we're getting ready for uh, Sea Ladder, you heard the total points. CI yeah. 10 for 10, right yep. out of the box. 10 out of 10. You got Lindenhurst the closest and to him with 7. 7, yeah. So we got a little little bit of a nip and tuck there at the top of the heap. Yeah. Following down from there, Bayshore with 4, Kopeg 3, Islip 2, North Lindenhurst also with 2. 
you know, you look at the scorecard here and you notice that the uh, Joe Hunter records are faster than the state records. Obviously, many rule changes taking place throughout the years. Of course, the Joe Hunter records go back to 2003. And so regardless of whatever changes were made to the way the contests are run, the way that we timed the C-Truck, we just kind of kept the numbers in here. Because we run that tournament the same way. I guess and, but say, is, you know? isn't it like that all the time, Tuan? Yeah. When, when, there's a, when you reset the records and we start to break new records, yeah. everyone always remembers the old records. They're iconic numbers yeah. out there, you know? That's the number that you're always looking to break. I can remember Jay Newhoff when they beat the bucket record last yeah. time. He was looking over. He didn't want to know what the time was for the record. He wanted yeah. to know if it beat, did the, it beat the, 47? the all-time did greatest it beat the 47, record. Right. That's what mattered. You know, you think about B. Ho's. What's the B. Ho's record to you? <laughs> I put you on the spot I'm there, right? I just wanted to ask about that. <laughs> 750? 750? 750? Uh, yeah, yeah. North Lenehurst, Piston uh, There you go. That's a good call. To me, that's the iconic B-Host time of all time. You know? And a lot of people, of course, are 738 by the 40 Thieves as one of the iconic numbers out there. In our mind, we were always trying to beat that 750. Yeah. And not too many people have. A <laughs> couple 74s out yeah, there. West Hempstead, New Hyde Park. Got within 100. Patchogue did it a few times. Yeah. What's that? We got within 100. Oh, that's it. 751? 51. Is that Americ? No. Uh, Hagerman. 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 All right. It looks like we're almost ready to get this contest started. Okay. The clocks are ready. The first team on the line will be number two on your program, the Ironmen from Riverhead. So if you look at all the numbers, run at the Joe and Sea Ladder since 03. What's the average winning time? Art? Average winning time is 8.91. I want to good. say, go figure. I'm here with two teachers, and I'm the one doing the math. <laughs> you had the calculator, man. We don't know how to use those. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, going back through, you got West Sable has won Sea Ladder here three times. North Lindy, West Hempstead, and Isop has won Sea Ladder twice. And then you got the Hobos, the Turtles, and the Yellow Hornets, each winning once. And of those times, only three times has a nine won this contest. 9-16 in 2012. 9-26, the slowest time in 2008. And then a 9-04 back in 05. But every other year since then, it's been an eight. And a couple heavy eights in there. 2010 CI 869. 2011 West Sable 862. North Lindenhurst last year 889. All right, Riverhead cleaning the tires, getting ready for the first run here at Sea Ladder for the Joe Hunter. You got a quick eye. You might spot the Polish Eagle on the front of this sea truck. Just about to say that. Polish Eagle will be flying by probably at about 65, 70 miles an hour. Probably faster than the Eagle flies in real life. What do you think of that for a teacher comment, Artie? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a lot of free Somebody time. Somebody look that up. Can a Polish eagle fly? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a couple cocktails. <laughs> All right, Riverhead's ready. Yeah, let's get this contest going. Last two guys look like they've shaked hands, making their way to the back of the sea truck. Come the Ironmen, they break the timing light, making their way into the cone. He's over the cone, out of the gas, in the brake. Truck stalled a little bit. Carburetor issue. Making his way to the top, and he's there. 3.82 on the cones. You can hear Ralph Frail right now saying, check the floats on the carburetor. <laughs> Time for the Ironmen. 1-1.81. 1 11.81. 
Barry? Yeah. Next team to race is number three on your program, the Turtles from Westbury. Like we said last contest, Westbury putting up some good numbers and ladders. Like I said, late 2000s, early 2010s. They actually won this contest in 2009 with an 894. And that was within that three-year stretch where they won a ladder contest at the state drill for three consecutive years. 09, they won three-man ladder. 2010, winning B ladder. And go, I'm sorry, then go back to 2008, they tied for first and C ladder. So they had a good three-year run right there. That's a great three-year run. You know, winning one con, winning one ladder event, 08, 09, and 10. Of if course, you know like you I can said, get to the state yeah. tournament and you can put in a five-pointer on one of those ladder events, yeah, I, yeah, I think you'd sign up for it unless I, you're a really elite group. I, uh, even if you look at last year's numbers, like I said, New I Park, fifth place, six and a half points. I mean, that five in a ladder contest is huge <laughs> coming down the track. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know? What was it, the Snails in 79 with six was the lowest number? And Dwight so, Park yeah. was a half a point off, something like that? There's a lot of teams that in the last three contests that were fighting to get into that right. fifth spot right there. Well, but you, you attribute that a lot to also the Hobo scoring 31 and the Flying Dutchman scoring 21, so 52 and points, top two teams. Dwight Park was more in the front yeah. of the pack, too. Yeah. Had to watch everybody yeah. go. And they didn't run a heavy number, and they're just sitting there waiting. They couldn't believe it, you know, talking to Frankie and the guys afterwards. They, they didn't expect to come in, yeah. At the, the end lap, of the day, know? everybody else's trucks are on their yeah, trailer, and they're out there having right. soda. Here comes West. Over the cones, into the break. Mark breaks. They're in the ground, just over three-man ladder line. He's on, straight ladder. Little hesitation at the bottom, and then a little fluke at the top, and he's there. Time for the Turtles. 1-1.62. 1 11-62. Next to race is number four on your program. The Wolves from Islip. Islip currently with two points out of B ladder. You know, getting back to that Westbury shot, I like the speed that they had in the transition here. It looked pretty good. They just went a little bit deep. You know, they're over that white line where the three-man ladder goes. It's it's a difficult climb when you get to that spot, especially with uh, some, you know, new climbers on the yeah, back no of the truck. Doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he got on, hesitated, yeah. and then had a little trouble at the yeah. top as it was straight up there. You know, the speed was good. Just got to move it back a little bit if possible. It's funny, you got so many things that can be compensated for through mm -hmm. if you have a veteran squad, like if you have yeah. a veteran driver and veteran guys in the yeah. back, you know what? You can make those little adjustments in the middle of the contest, but when you have new guys involved, it's not always yeah. so easy. I said like, Wolves winning. I'm sorry, go ahead, Paul. No, no, you go, go man. No. I'm just going to give some stats go. out here. I said Wolves winning the contest here, 890 in 2007. And back in 05 with a 904, one of the three nines that have won this contest throughout the 13-year history of the Joe One Hunter. of the teams to break the record uh, in the state tournament. That's correct. Two 2013, yeah. Islip and Central Islip. Right, I think Islip broke it first, yes. and then CI ran a faster number couple, to break it second. A couple teams later. Yeah. That was a good day. Good ladder day that day. Right, here come those Islip Wolves. Mike Welton bringing them down straight. Approaching the cone. He's over the cone. In the break. Up. Good momentum. Jock Cason eating it up, and he's at the top. Yeah. Nice job right there. He's at a perfect ladder spot, about two feet outside the three-man ladder area. He ate that up. Time for the Wolves. 9.12912. Next to race number five on your program, 
The Yellow Birds from Copenhagen. If you had to think why that wasn't an eight right there, because that was an eight climb. It looked like maybe the dig time was a little bit slow. One thing I noticed when he hit that brake, right a little Outside bit past the, the cone, cone right you, saw, there, yep. you grabbed, you saw a little bit of a bounce in the truck. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if that threw off the transition or not. But. Uh, you see that a lot with ISO. Yeah, Mike that's what they do. It, that's, that's the way to run And then he kind of lets it out. I thought okay. if you would go talk to Mike right now, he would have wanted to give him more mow in the pit. Yeah. Yep. Kudos to the guys to actually get that ladder to go up so fast because yes. they were pretty dead when he dropped them up down to the bottom. That was almost like, you know, there was the lack of the whip right. there. You know, you're, especially in sea ladder if you can get it because a lot of times the truck yeah. does die. So right. uh, Josh really had to do the climbing on his own. Definitely harder to get more of a whip in sea ladder than B ladder, but... You know, Josh doing a nice job getting to the top. 9-12, first place shot at the moment. 67 cone right there for the Ice of Wolves. 61. 61. Copeg right, has the track. Yellowbirds currently sitting with three points. Kopech's leaving the line. Here they come. Makes his way to the cone. He's out of the gas. Another hard break. Let's him go. Not much mo, but he's on. Now he has a little hesitation. And he's to the top. <clears throat> Time for Kopech. 10.95. 10.95. Next to race, number six on your program, the Roadrunners from Port Washington. I thought there was an instance where the lack of momentum really hurt them. If they get a little bit of momentum, maybe he has his foot on that first rung and he can climb right up, but look like that dead stop he had yep. kind of prohibi prohibited that from happening. I feel like the driver had to steer a little bit, too, coming out yeah, of the cone, just drift towards the hydrant, kind of had to bring it back in. I was just going to say, yeah. I think that's where the race started to go on. Now. Yeah. Charlie had to fight the wheel a little bit, bring yep. it back. Now, as you're doing that, you're trying to you're put him in the too pit. many things. Yeah, yep. it's so many things going on. So, uh, it's an underrated position being the driver, man. You know, you, yeah. don't, you don't think Especially about it those, if you're on the back like of the Ladder, you know? yeah. Yep. No doubt. We've got the Roadrunners coming to the Hold them right up. Now. Yep. Hold them. Hold Looks like we might be up. having a little bit of a cone issue right now. Just going to reset it. All right, so Port Washington Roadrunners are going to move them off the line for a minute, but they're, you know, coming to this contest with one point. Uh, Port Washington actually took third place in this contest last year with a 9.32. Again, with Kyle Lewis, who's not running this year. We've talked a little bit about that. I don't know if he's in the crowd out here today or not, but, uh, you know, they've been doing a decent job filling in for him. Okay, we're good to go. Is that an out for the season with him, or is he coming by? What do we think? Uh, I know he's doing the know. academy type of thing. Yeah, yeah you I know? think it's so, still I up mean, in the air. You know. I'm sure the team team is uh, eagerly anticipating what the outcome yeah, is going to be to that. But. Yeah, you know, the academy, I'm sure, is keeping him in shape. Absolutely. you got to get in racing shape, though, too. you got to be putting some reps in on that ladder, you know. You, you, could, do, you could do all the jogging you want, but <laughs> you really have to get in ladder shape by just taking reps up of it. Up of it. Like what Port did here with the, the red flag came back out. Yeah. Pulled the ladder. Out of the out of the shoot, yep. and he backed off the line. Run him. Yeah, you do your whole routine over, the whole praying to Allah routine, you know. <laughs> you see some teams stay on the line and they, they wait it out. Yep. And then they, you know, might miss their shot. And you say, was it, you know, just that too long? They lost their adrenaline. Right. I like what he did here, backing it off the line, mm -hmm. get the team reset. Yeah, it's all part of the game too. It's happened to us several times. It happens to everyone every once in a while, and it's just you know maintain composure and maintain. 
be mature about it, handle yourself, and uh, when you get that white flag, be ready to go again. All right, Port is making their way to the line. Good smelling food down there. If you haven't made your way to the concession, head on over there. Support the host. All goes to a very good cause, the Joe Hunter Fund. Mm -hmm. Couple scholarships related to that Joe Hunter Fund, of course. Contributed to the scoreboard. Yep. Which is named after Joe. Sign on top of the scoreboard we're using today in memory of Joseph Hunter. All right, looks like Port Washington's got the ladder in the rack. Guys are getting on the back of the truck. We're ready to go back to some racing. You know, the door's open here for Port Washington to get get some points here, guys. 9-12. Yeah, 9-12, you know, sure. Yeah, and then it goes to 10-95. I mean, even with, uh, you know, the backups that they got here, I'd like to think they could still beat that 10-95, you know? <laughs> so, see what they do. All right, Port Washington. Nine in Lindenhurst. I know, that's what I'm saying, right. More than capable. leads the line. It's over the cones. It's a hard break. Let's him go. They're down. He's on. Nice, nice job. Stop. Very methodical I, yeah. getting to the top of the Text ladder. He right, got there. Mm -hmm. 363 to the cone. I think Port's going to like that. They're going to take it. It's not going to be Time behind. for the Roadrunners. 9.67967. Next to race number seven on your program, the Redskins from Bayshore. Thought Robbie Lewis did a good job there staying with it. Yeah. You could see him climbing the whole time. Mm -hmm. It almost looked like his hips were starting to shift outside the ladders where you start to slip or you climb off the ladder. Right. He fought it that whole way and stuck with it. And, and you know, that's something you could, you know, adjust with your thrower. I mean, why is he going why is he losing his hips? Is it the climber related, thrower related? Did the diggers go in together? I mean he's gotta look at film and see what caused that to happen. But yeah, once you start losing your balance on the ladder, it's hard to maintain that mow all the way through. Yeah, I thought Danny was real conservative down yeah, there. He was. He let him so go, wasn't the, too hot. That's he the said, right hey, way to do it. Absolutely. Look at climber. the scoreboard. What can we do? And let's just go and do what we're capable and of. What's, and what's the relation again to Kyle? The climber there? It's his brothers? Oh, yeah, okay. Robbie's his brother. Yeah, it's pretty good. Robbie's climbed before. Right. Prior to Kyle, he climbed a little bit. All right, Bayshore has the oh, track. Yeah, taking over for Johnny Money. <laughs> Bonesy. Bonesy, right. All right, Mold did the hand swipe. They should be ready to go. Here they come. He's coming in, making his way to the cone. Over the cone, into the hard break, sliding a little. They go straight down. He's on the ladder. Oh, just about to the top, about one step from the jump, right on the three-man ladder line. Lost it when the ladder hit the arch. Time for the Redskins. 10-64. Next to race number eight on your program, the Minutemen from Manhasset, Lakeville. Thought that was the straightest truck we saw all day. Yeah. Nice and straight down the course. Yeah, it's a, I, I'm thinking here, it, it was a good shot all the way through. It's just a tough miss. When that ladder hits the arch, it didn't even hit it that hard. You just lose it. You just, that, as a thought, climber, you're just saying to yourself, that's on me. I actually you thought Mole anticipated it to stop a little bit better. I thought they slid a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And then they didn't end up in the exact spot they wanted to be, but they yeah. had a real good run going still. It's crazy how we run three-man ladder on that three-man ladder line. I know. But when you run the speed ladder contest, yeah, you want to be further back. Be outside of it. Well, that's for, you know, because of half the climb, you're at a 90-degree angle. You know, then when it gets past that point, then you just kind of take the mow all the way through. You know, so you want that that whip. 
Yeah, there's not much of a whip when you get on that three-man ladder line. <laughs> yeah, it's like he hit a wall as he was climbing yeah, up. It's almost like he hit a wall right there. Yeah, it transfers till it's all climber. Right. And then you're grabbing and you're pulling. And Ivan Hassett going to make their way down the track. Here come the Minutemen. Approaching the cones. Hard break starts early. Let them go just over the yellow. Yeah, that and ladder, that ladder went pole. straight left, and it's already in no time as it's in the yellow. Yeah. That was being real conservative. He hit the hard break out there real far. No time for the Minutemen outside the safety zone. Next team to race number nine on your program, the Snails from Lindenhurst. But has it like for B ladder? The right spiker went in first. That shot looked like the left spiker went in first. I don't know. Did the right spike hit the ground? I couldn't tell. It looked like here. I mean, that ladder immediately went left. But you know what's hard you about know? that shot? And I think Stan's trying to be conservative. But he's got a brand new group of guys on the yeah. back of that truck. Right. And he, and he hits that hard break early. And you always think, oh, it's going to be a little easier for everybody to get it together. What that sometimes does, if it's too much of a hard break, it throws everybody out of sync. And well, that's kind of looked like what happened right there. It's almost there. like the whole race gets prolonged. Right. And you're waiting on the back of the truck to go. Think about how hard it is to run these ladders in. Mm-hmm. When you get to that spot, it's just forget it. It's all over the place. Everyone's going in a different direction. You need some form of momentum for all of you to get together and do what you need to do together. All right, Linda Hurst Snail. Yeah, Three big, points out. This is a big shot, shot for them early going for the here snails, at the Joe. Right? <clears throat> yep, you got that 912 by the Wolves holding in first, 967 by the Roadrunners, and then uh, 1064. Off the line. The window. Making their way to the cone. Ooh, the hard nice drop right there. Nice job. That's a nice little run by Lindenhurst. He's climbing. Excellent. He dropped them He's real nice. They went straight down. He's climbing with a chip on his shoulder today, that guy. Time for the snails. Nine point zero zero nine flat. Wow. They were happy before the time came out. <laughs> Next to race number 12 on your program, the termites from New Hyde Park. I'm going to say there's a I, couple guys in Snailsville right now that had eights on their watches and want to know what happened up here with the buttons. I don't know that Linda Hurst has ever run an eight. I don't see that. So. That's got to be a team record, nine flat. Um, I know that they've been pushing that envelope. Yeah. That the new C-truck this year. Yeah. Um... So it's you know it's great to see Ryan. Yeah. As, as we know, got hurt last year. The last right. couple of years, we've seen Ryan make strides as a climber. Looks good tonight, man. He looks, looks angry. You know, aggressive. you want to climb angry. Very aggressive. Angrily. Getting on, very aggressive and yeah. going. Catching the whip. Yep. And and in a big spot too, where you're down three to the hobos, you want to put the pressure on. They just put up a shot. Now you know the hobos got to run their number. That hard break right there, he gave. They got off with great momentum in a perfect spot. That was nice. And nice job by record. Nine. Here comes New Hyde Park. Over the cone, in the hard break, lets him go right over the yellow. Not going to make it. Tough getting on that first step right there. Now the race is completed. Time for New Hyde Park, 12.08. Next to race number 14 on your program, the Piston Knockers from North Lindenhurst. All right, with North Lindenhurst, he got first place, nine, flat by the Lindenhurst Snails, then a nine, 12 by Islip, 
a 967 by the Port Washington Roadrunners. Third place is a 1064 by the Bayshore Redskins, and the lucky dog is 1095 by Kopeg with North Lindenhurst taking their place on the start line. Looking at all-time stats and sea ladder, West Sable has won this contest three times. North Lindenhurst right behind them with two. Of course, West Sable not here today. Can North Lindy tie for the most wins in this contest? They ran an 889 last year for first place. One C ladder and they won it. And they won C ladder, yeah, 877 at the state drill last year. Heavy number. Heavy number. Great shot. First time winning since uh, Iraq. Great climb by Ducky Fowler in the state last year in that shot. Also, North Lindy winning the contest here in 2012 with a 9-16. North Lindy needs a shot here. Two points. They yep. get some points here, guys. Coming into the cone. In the hard break. Right over that yellow. Ducky's eating it up up yeah, to the top. Yeah, gonna be in there. And he gets there. I thought little Scott, spin on the start line came in outside. Yep. Scott wants that back. Yeah. Time for the piston knockers. 9.56956. Next to race is number 16 on your program. The Hobos from Central Iceland. That shot's gonna eke out the Paul Washington Roadrunners currently for third with the last team to see I Hobos on the line. But yeah, Artie, you were saying that shot right there, especially when he hit the hard break. Yeah, you could see I, I was looking at Scott about 50 feet out, and you could see it on his Shaking face. His head. <laughs> he, he wanted that back. He yeah. wanted the do-over. You can even tell. I saw Ducky off the truck. It was like he was waiting. Like they were saying, go, go, go. And who knows? Who, was it a truck issue? Was it Scott? Who knows? But like you said, you saw him shaking his head. Yeah. So we can infer that, like you said, Scott would like that shot back. Looked like he might have spun off the line up there at the top. The truck looked like it stood up there for a while. Yeah. And then you always start to worry about, am I going to have too much momentum? Am I catching it late? When am I getting Your whole race maybe begins to yep. change in your mind. Yeah, if, he, if he could have it back, he probably wants the hard break 10 more feet in. He was really dead. All right, Hobos are so ready to go. So here we go. Lyndon Hersnail sitting in first. They've never won an event at this tournament. So can the Hobos beat the nine flat, or does Lyndon Hurst take home that first, at first place? Hard break. Good off. Jay New off to the top. I don't know if it had the killer momentum at the end that the Snails had, but we'll wait and see what the time says. Got to be the nine flat. Time for Central Islip. Doesn't sound like nine point two four nine twenty four. So nine twenty four. I'll let the uh, announcer give the overall, but that's going to be third actually. That looks like Jay had a little hiccup in the middle too, like that little hesitation he had. But you know, Danny might have wanted to give him a little bit more mo, and then Jay had a little hiccup in the middle of the ladder. Move the equipment. I thought it looked like Linnerhurst's run overall had more momentum oh, in the pit. I mean, the nine flat showed it was the best shot of the day. Oh, congrats yeah. to them. I mean, that's team record, nine flat. It gives them five points. They gained two on CI. It's going to be 13 to 12 now going into hoses. Lindenhurst off and running, and congrats to the first time they've ever won a contest at the Joe. Yeah. So showing, congrats to Lindenhurst. Way to be. Showing they belong yeah, in the league. no doubt about it. Everybody, you know, is talking about Lindenhurst coming into the year, but this is it has to be in their own mind, Amen. a little coming out party. No doubt about it. Because when you think Lindenhurst snails, you got to go back to what 70s and well, 80s when you think about ladder climbing right well you had Sean Matthews of course all those years first guy in the fours his old man eights, Ryan's you know? old man yeah. <laughs> that's right. a job Kinley Bill Kinley right well anyway when we get back we'll uh, you know host test will be fun but we got a good race going between CI and Lindenhurst but you're listening to the uh, 13th annual Joe Hunter tournament live on top of the arch we'll be back in a few I think we got to wait for the overall oh here. sorry Fred was telling me commercials come on Freddie 
Fred's out of sorts tonight. Oh, now we got to wait? Oh, okay. So, well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Those results should be coming up any second. All right. Who ended up getting fourth there, guys? North Lindy grabbing two there with the 956. And I Give think, it away, Tuan. We're waiting. I think it's going to be yeah, here he is. Go. One. Go ahead. Results of the C ladder contest. <laughs> First place, five points. Number nine, Lindenhurst. Second place, four points. Number four, Islip. Third place, three points. Number 16, Central Islip. Fourth place, two points. Number 14, North Lindenhurst. Fifth place, one point. Number six, Port Washington. Local committee to the track for water test, please. Uh, before we go to a commercial here, Twan, so overall, we're talking about CI leading the pack going into uh, the hose races with 13 points. Lindenhurst, a close second with 12, and then a whole gaggle down there. Islip, six. Bayshore, yeah. four. Copeg, three. Port Washington, two. It's a big, you know. Uh, North Lindy also two. Noir Park, one. So. It's a two-dog race right now. 13-12. That huge drop-off to six. But in a small tournament yeah, like this. That's how it goes. Five, every five run down the left. track is going to matter. You mess up one of them, someone jumps in that spot. All right, Fred, we're going to go to commercial. I gotta we'll go be back. Local committee. We'll see you guys later. Fire Chiefs and Commissioners, you already know New York State has mandated that your department supply your members with bailout rope systems. Coastal Fire System is also the exclusive bailout system distributor for New York State drill teams. The friends at Coastal are equipment dealers for Petzl, Scott, CMC, Colorado Systems, and can walk you through the state requirements to ensure the safety of your members. Your bailout system process starts and finishes with the folks at Coastal, a family-owned and operated business. Check them out online at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631 631- 661-7515. The Titan Group is back supporting drill team racing and taking their game to the next level with 20 years experience in the apparel industry and the addition of an in-house design team. We will find exactly what you're looking for. This year, join Team Titan and let us handle all your apparel and equipment needs and be part of all of Team Titan's promotions. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. Owned and operated by members of the drill team community, we know what it takes to run your team. Let us handle everything from jerseys to helmets and tape to trophies. We are one-stop shop for all your drill team needs. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind or Devin Robinson on the track. You're up. Get on. The Titan Group. Have you been looking for the perfect technology solution for your apparatus? Streetwise turns tablet computers into powerful, full-featured MDCs. And unlike smartphone apps, Streetwise is a live, fully networked, enterprise-grade software package that functions just like the more expensive laptop MDC, but is CAD-independent and at a fraction of the cost. Don't settle for less than the best. Check out the online video demonstration today at www.streetwisecadlink.com. Streetwise CADLink, the mobile response software that just works. How old is your fire department thermal imager? Thermal imaging technology is changing as quickly as your smartphone, and the time has come to upgrade your TIC. Coastal Fire System is the exclusive thermal imaging distributor of New York State drill teams and offers the full line of Scott, ISG, and FLIR cameras. Coastal is a one-stop shop for the best brand, so start the upgrade process with the longest-running sponsor of New York State drill teams. Camera servicing also available. Check out Coastal Fire System on Facebook or give them a call at 631-661-75. 
Integrated Wireless Technologies is proud to be part of the 2015 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom radio solutions, licensing assistance, and top-notch service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. With over 60 years of experience in the fire and rescue business, Nassau Fire Apparatus is known to be the leader in the industry. They are vehicle and equipment distributors who provide products, parts, maintenance, repairs from coast to coast. People working at Nassau Fire not only sell the products and services, but also work in the industry in EMS and as firefighter volunteers. You won't find a more dedicated and experienced team to align with than Nassau Fire Apparatus. Visit them online at www.nassaufire.com for more information. Nation. The 2016 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 20th and 21st at the new location, the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. It's bigger and better, with many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product lines and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Jolly Tinker Hose Company is the new source for the best racing hose available. Each Lent is designed to withstand the demand of FD Racing. Colored hose and double jackets now available. For more information, call 516-322-6366. Jolly Tinker Hose Company. We have tight hose. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing as they celebrate their 42nd year of publishing their honored to be the official publication and online coverage of New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage on Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Inn at New Hyde Park, Long Island's premier catering facility is the first choice for weddings, parties, and corporate events. Owned and operated by local families and firefighters, it sets the standard for supreme service, gourmet, cuisine, and style. The Inn's restaurant, Bossery 214, takes you on a culinary road trip through Europe with our world-renowned chef and an unmatched international beer menu. To book your next event or to celebrate after a tournament, go to www.innatnewhydepark.com or brasserie 214com Com. Open table or Facebook or call 516-354-7797. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course those famous Fatty's Wings.
The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments, including Central Islip, to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Bill Fox Company has been in business for over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and Yellow Hornets. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. Coastal Fire System is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Coastal is your one-stop shop for all your SCBA and fire equipment needs. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RIT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hi-X Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves. For more information, check them out at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. Whether you've been a FASNI credit union member for years, just become a member, or yet to take advantage of our member-friendly products and services, we have the tools you, your family, and your fire department need for financial success. From low-rate auto loans and free checking to shared branching and mobile banking, when it comes to your finances, we are fully involved. To learn more about our products and services, visit us at www.fasnicu.com. Attention, fire chiefs and commissioners. You already know New York State has mandated that your department supply your members with bailout rope systems. Coastal Fire System is also the exclusive bailout system distributor for New York State drill teams. The friends at Coastal are equipment dealers for Petzl, Scott, CMC, Colorado Systems that can walk you through the state requirements to ensure the safety of your members. Your bailout system process starts and finishes with the folks at Coastal, a family-owned and operated business. Check them out online at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. The Titan Group is back supporting drill team racing and taking their game to the next level with 20 years experience in the apparel industry and the addition of an in-house design team. We will find exactly what you're looking for. This year, join Team Titan and let us handle all your apparel and equipment needs and be part of all the Team Titan's promotions. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. Owned and operated by members of the drill team community, we know what it takes to run your team. Let us handle everything from jerseys to helmets and tape to trophies. We are one-stop shop for all your drill team needs. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up. Get on. The Titan Group. Have you been looking for the perfect technology solution for your apparatus? Streetwise turns tablet computers into powerful, full-featured MDCs. And unlike smartphone apps, Streetwise is a live, fully networked, enterprise-grade software package that functions just like the more expensive laptop MDC, but is CAD-independent and at a fraction of the cost. Don't settle for less than the best. Check out the online video demonstration today at www.streetwisecadlink.com. Streetwise CADLink, the mobile response software that just works. How old is your fire department thermal imager? Thermal imaging technology is changing as quickly as your smartphone, and the time has come to upgrade your TIC. Coastal Fire System is the exclusive thermal imaging distributor of New York State drill teams and offers the full line of Scott, ISG, and FLIR cameras. Coastal is a one-stop shop for the best brand, so start the upgrade process with the longest-running sponsor of New York State drill teams. Camera servicing also available. Check out Coastal Fire System on Facebook or give them a call at 631 661 75 
1515. Integrated Wireless Technologies is proud to be part of the 2015 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom radio solutions, licensing assistance, and top-notch service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. With over 60 years of experience in the fire and rescue business, Nassau Fire Apparatus is known to be the leader in the industry. They are vehicle and equipment distributors who provide products, parts, maintenance, repairs from coast to coast. People working at Nassau Fire not only sell the products and services, but also work in the industry in EMS and as firefighters volunteers. You won't find a more dedicated and experienced team to align with than Nassau Fire Apparatus. Visit them online at www.nassaufire.com for more information. The 2016 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 20th and 21st at the new location, the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. It's bigger and better, with many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product lines and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Jolly Tinker Hose Company is the new source for the best racing hose available. Each Lent is designed to withstand the demands of FD Racing. Colored hose and double jackets now available. For more information, call 516-322-6366. Jolly Tinker Hose Company. We have tight hose. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing as they celebrate their 42nd year of publishing their honored to be the official publication and online coverage of New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Inn at New Hyde Park, Long Island's premier catering facility is the first choice for weddings, parties, and corporate events. Owned and operated by local families and firefighters, it sets the standard for supreme service, gourmet, cuisine, and style. The Inn's restaurant, Bossery 214, takes you on a culinary road trip through Europe with our world-renowned chef and an unmatched international beer menu. To book your next event or to celebrate after a tournament, go to www.innatnewhydepark.com or Brasserie 214 Open table or Facebook or call 516-354-7797. Your attention please. The water has been tested. The speed of the water is 4.64. That's 464 through 144 feet, 3 inches of 2 and 1 half inch Saturn hose with a 3 quarter inch nozzle tip. All teams, please start lining up for the Sea Hose competition. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit HighTechFireNewYork.com. 
Matty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course, those famous Patty's Wings. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments, including Central Islip, to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and fireground.accountability.com. The Bill Fox Company has been in business for over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and Yellow Hornets. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. Coastal Fire System is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Coastal is your one-stop shop for all you SCBA and fire equipment needs. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RIT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hi-X Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves. For more information, check them out at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. Whether you've been a FASNI credit union member for years, just become a member, or yet to take advantage of our member-friendly products and services, we have the tools you, your family, and your fire department need for financial success. From low-rate auto loans and free checking to shared branching and mobile banking, when it comes to your finances, we are fully involved. To learn more about our products and services, visit us at www.fasnicu.com. Attention, fire chiefs and commissioners. You already know New York State has mandated that your department supply your members with bailout rope systems. Coastal Fire System is also the exclusive bailout system distributor for New York State drill teams. The friends at Coastal are equipment dealers for Petzl, Scott, CMC, Colorado Systems that can walk you through the state requirements to ensure the safety of your members. Your bailout system process starts and finishes with the folks at Coastal, a family-owned and operated business. Check them out online at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. The Titan Group is back supporting drill team racing and taking their game to the next level with 20 years experience in the apparel industry and the addition of an in-house design team. We will find exactly what you're looking for. This year, join Team Titan and let us handle all your apparel and equipment needs and be part of all the Team Titan's promotions. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. Owned and operated by members of the drill team community, we know what it takes to run your team. Let us handle everything from jerseys to helmets and tape to trophies. We are one-stop shop for all your drill team needs. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up. Get on. The Titan Group. Have you been looking ready for uh, C-Hoes here at the Brian D. Fahey training facility in Hempstead, Long Island, New York. After three contests, we're back with C.I. holding a one-point advantage over the Linnehurst Snails. Taking a look at this contest in the past, we've had an average win time 
of 12.32. But that includes a very heavy 11.86 by West Sable, the all-time best run here in Seahose at the Joe Hunter Memorial Drill. Those of you not at the facility, teams are still making their way down the track. They're coming from under the arch. here to the start line. Just going to say that, Paul. They've been doing some work out by the pistol range here, so the end of the track and the, the return road is not open yet. They're hoping by the invite here that will be opened up. <coughs> kind of gives it a little upstate flavor. Looking forward to some good runs right here. The weather should be cool enough to get these trucks down the track. The water here always good for a possibility of an awesome shot. That's what the people are here for at the Joe Hunter. That was the idea all those years ago. To come out and run whatever you got. Let's see what it is. Let's see the best teams go at it for one night. What year was the 11 run? The 11.86 in 2011 by West Sable. Heavy hose day by them. They ran a 770 in B hose that day as well. Put those two times together could be the. But don't win the drill. No. Nope. They they come out of the B and C hose. They get actually they they ran they ran the whole thing in the motorized contest. B ladder, C ladder, C hose, B hose. 20 out of 20 in the motorized contest. And, they scored three points the rest of the day and lose to CI in 2011. Great motorized day for West Sable. What were their ladder numbers that day? 8.62 and 5.07. So on that same day, they set the Joe Hunter record for sea ladder and sea hose. Looks like we're getting the target ready here. Sweeping off the excess water at the hydrant. And the Hempstead Yellow Hornets, who did not run motorized ladder, will take their spot on the line here to run sea hose. Yellow Hornets have won this contest three times in the last 12 years, heading into the 2015-13th annual Joe Hunter. The next event to be run is the Sea Hose competition. The Joe Hunter record is 11.86, and it is held by Wes Saville. The first team to race is number one on your program, the Yellow Hornets of Hempstead. As Twan has made his way down to the track to help out with the local committee, we have Letty Gombert of the St. James Wildcats up here to join us. Welcome, Len. Hello, race fans. Attention, everybody along the sides. Everybody on the track, please get on the other side of the guardrail, and we ask all of our fans to please back up off the fence. For safety purposes, please. Safety first. Did you ever think of safety when you got on the back of the truck, Paul? Uh, it was the last thing on my mind, Len. <laughs> but these vehicles are as safe as we can make them. Let's point that out. I mean, when you're talking speed, you're talking racing, there's so much time spent in the off-season and during the season these days making these vehicles as safe as they possibly could be. Kudos to everybody involved in that. It's been, a, it's been a real effort over the last uh, five to ten years at least. Um, not that it wasn't in the past, but uh, at this point, like as you said, Paul, we, we make it as safe as can be. And uh, the reality is we're, we're, we're competitive. So 
like any sport, uh, football, baseball, it's going to be a little at a risk. Here come the Yellow Hornets. They're making their way down the track, over the time and light, into the hydrant. Breaks. And out. Got water up across the track. Joe Spat stayed on the truck. Benny got off the breaker. Joe Spat stayed on. Mikey Spats at the hydrant looking down. No time for Hempstead failure to complete the contest. No time. Next team to race, number two on your program, the Ironman from Riverhead. Hardy, what did you see there? Uh, why did Joey stay on the truck? Any idea? I don't know if the hose was coming onto his feet um, or just didn't feel comfortable maybe where he was on the course. You know that that's an interesting concept. If you if you haven't raced before, if you get that hose in your feet, talk about that, Artie. What's that like? I'll give you one better. I'll, uh, I'll give you one worse. If you looked back at the hydrant, he actually dropped the nozzle out the side of the truck at the hydrant. Oh, well, he didn't have the nozzle with him at that point. So unless he was going to put his thumb over the front of the hose and try to hit the target, yeah, it looks it wasn't like going to work out for him. Matt Spinelli, who uh, chairs this drill here, holding the nozzle, the former nozzle man for the Yellow Hornets. It's still a situation where, um, I don't know, Art, uh, again, you, you got off at the, the, the far end there. When you're supposed to go, you go. Uh, whether you got the nozzle in your hand or not, uh, when you're supposed to go, you go. It would be unnatural to stay on. I, I wouldn't almost want to do it because God knows what could happen at that point. Something you're not familiar with. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing is obviously we talked about Leonard too, saying with the, the hose fall on your feet, if that's the case, I mean, it's very hard to step down if that hose is thrown on your lap or tangling in your feet. Um, otherwise, you, you think your natural instinct is going to be to bail and go. I'm waiting on the Riverhead Ironman. So again, folks, what we're talking about is when, when, when it's your time to get off the truck, uh, whether it's at the hydrant end or the nozzle end, you should go. I mean, the worst things can happen if you stay on the truck than if you don't, you know, don't go when you're supposed to go. And the best scenario is you go with the equipment you came with. <laughs> well, ideally, you would out. like the, the coupling in your hand or the nozzle in your hand as you started the race with. I wonder if it's just like, again, sometimes the nozzle man, you run with that nozzle hand higher up on the truck and then because you're giving the hydrant man room and then you go through a transition of bringing your hand back to the bar if you just lost it in that transition coming back. So it's always about the, the nozzle man giving it to the hydrant man. So it's always the same way. Ah, here come those iron men. Leave the start line, making their way down to the cone. He's over the cones, he's into the brink of the hydrant. Sparks he's got a right hand turn, actually, the truck cocked out. We yeah, talked about that in the ladder a little bit. Loading some, up. Some flame. Little flame action coming out of the front rotors there. And the definitely truck. deep at the hydrant as well. And it's creeping under the arch right now as you don't hear any sound. Water on, targets tripped. But yeah, they lost power to that truck early right at the hydrant there and coasted the rest of the way. First, I thought that little show of flame was. Time for the Ironmen. 2 1. Point three. Your attention, please. Correction. There will be a no time. Broke the coupling on the track. No time for Riverhead. So no time there for the Ironman. After all that. Had some issues. Definitely had some issues. Yeah, I thought those flames or the spark was from the, the pads or the brakes, but maybe it was something from the motor or the mufflers. In that area. Lost power as he came into the hydrant, coasted out the rest of the way. I think the truck actually died once it got under the uh, under the arch here already. They had to restart it to get it off. Yep. Uh, Westbury setting the adapter at the hydrant. 
staring at two no times in front of them, so it's wide open for Westbury. Westbury actually won the Seahost contest here at the Joe Hunter 2012 with a 1244. If they could dial that in today, I'm sure they'd take it. That's a warm run. Uh, we got some good water here today. I'm sure you guys announced the water time earlier, but uh, got some really good water. So. Great crowd out there. The stands on the south side almost completely filled, if not completely filled. Next to race is number three on your program, the Turtles from Westbury. Nice, comfortable night for a drill. It really is. I, I got an opportunity to watch a few races from the stands, which I haven't done in a couple of years. My lovely wife, Sandy, is here, so I'm spending a little time with her. But uh, different perspective. But, you know, again, we, we've talked about it in the past, guys. There's no better place to watch a tournament than from the top of the arch. All right, Westbury has the track. We'll get back to Lenny's family life in a little bit. Oh, it's good to see you guys out here. All right, here comes Westbury, revving it up. Making their way to the cone. Did the break of the hydrant. Kenny Gantz off right hand. Makes it water and hose. Up at the top. Little stumble at the top. Ron's got it. He pins it. Oh, just low right, but he hit it. Nice looking run all the way to the target hit. Time for the turtles. 1 2. Point nine two, twelve ninety two. Next to race number four on your program, the Wolves from Iceland. You know, Paul, I'm sure you can uh, appreciate it completely the way Kenny hits that hydrant. It's it, it's a thing of beauty. Did a nice job right there, real quick on the stick. 362 to the cone. What do you think if he hits that target right away, Artie? Talking mid mid 12.5, yeah, if not a little bit 12 better 12.5s. I thought Merck might have had him a little deep where he had to kind of get off the truck and get right down on top of it. I don't think Matt was real happy with how he had to get set up. You know, he was just rushing himself and, and trying to get it on because he knew the water was going to be coming up. Did a nice job. Got it on, though. Pinned it. Just a little bit low right. Alright, Islip Wolves, Dafter's on, sweeping up the excess water. Islip currently with six points, two points in B ladder, four points in C ladder. A one-time pass winner of this race, 12-31 in 2006. So 12-31, they're, they're making some time with a, with a shot like that. I'm sure what you guys you have about, talked about, about it. How, how, how it's a little bit darker than it would normally be this time of night at the Joe Hunter. Yeah, then we so have it over looks like you're coming out of the little canyon here with the trees on both sides. Over overcast skies, but I don't I don't feel a threat of uh, I'm not rain saying or a threat of rain, like but that. I mean when you're on the back of the truck or if you're driving, you know, the light issue, sometimes it feels like you're coming out of the dark into the light. Isop's got the white flag. Sounds like Paul's doing a little flashback to Gloria Estefan coming out of the dark. It's above my pay grade. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't remember that song? I Come do on. not. I wasn't at those Artie, are you with then. me? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> He's texting. All right, Isop's got a clear track. Currently third place in the drill. Six points out of second.
slip. They're over the timing light into the break at the hydrant. Heavy makes a right-hand turn. He's got water. Oh, half-sticked it. Water's making its way down. Nozzle on. Target's tripped. Oh, it's a solid 12, Paul. Gonna take over the lead, I bet. Time for ice slip. 12.72. Next to race is number five on your program, the Yellowbirds from Copenhagen. Made a nice recovery on the half stick, noticed it right away. I don't know how much of an effect it had on him, but 12.7 takes over the first place spot here in Seahose. Yeah, I'm always curious to, we never really talk about that much of when the half stick, what does, how much does it affect the water time getting through the hose? I mean, he, heavy got back on it pretty quick, but it popped up on him as soon as he threw it down. I, I would venture a guess that at Hempstead it has less impact than it would at some other tracks where the water doesn't push as well, obviously. Ice up running 66 to the cone. All the trucks seem to be in that mid-six, low to mid-six ranges. Listen, if you can run a 12-6 or 12-7, whatever that just was, with a half a stick. And you three, know you're in Hempstead. And 3-6 <laughs> to the cone. But, yeah, it, it, it cost them something, no doubt. Uh, probably would have been a real low 12 had, had the stick gone down and stayed down. Cope comes to the line with three points. They got those three points in three-man ladder, 674 to start their day. Last year, Copeg third place in this drill. First time they had placed top five at the Joe Hunter. Just outside the top five so far today after three races. Copeg has the white flag. Close to the cone, at the cone, into the break of the hydrant. Fish down on the hydrant. Oh, oh, I thought he had it. Got water going across the street now, but he made a valiant effort at it. Now he's pulling it back toward hose back oh, to the hydrant. Oh, I agree 100%. A valiant effort at the hydrant. Kind of took a dive at it. I thought the truck got a little squirrely there. Well, if it's going to fishtail, you want it fishtailing into the hydrant, as we've said in the past. And yep. It did. And that's the it way it went. gave him a shot to hook it up, and he, he jumped at it, thought he had it. Actually got water inside that first length a little bit before it spit out across Time the Time for Copeg. 23.67. 23.67. Next to race is number six on your program. The Roadrunners from Port Washington. And again, just to clarify what, what Paul's talking about, for those of you at home that, that maybe can't see this, the truck fishtailed a little bit to the hydrant, throwing the hydrant man and the, and the anchor man toward the hydrant a little bit. Kind of helps them out a little. Yeah, I, I thought the truck faded outside before that happened. If, if it stayed on its true course and that fishtail like that, that stays on and he gets it through. About 25, 35 feet prior, the truck faded a little across the course. And I think as he was in the hard break, he was probably trying to correct it. It fished a little, and Ronnie almost made the, uh, you know, made the attempt, got it, um, but then he just couldn't get it to uh, to turn enough. These little nuances we're talking about, we're talking all of these adjustments and, and whatnot, all happen within tenths of a second, and the adjustments made by whether it's the driver or the athletes on the back is just uh, 
it's imperative to do it right away. It's, it comes a second nature, right, guys? You, you don't have time to think about it. You just have to do it. Uh, a little cleanup going on as water had come across the track here at the hydrant. Without the sun, is definitely not going to be drying up today, so everybody else is going to do their best to avoid it. Per Washington's going to come to the line. Last year's winner of the Seahose contest here at the Joe Hunter. Per Washington ran a 12.41. Right now they're staring at two 12s up on the board. A 12.72 by Islip and a 12.92 by the Westbury Turtles. Average winning time, I think I said earlier, 12.32. 12.32, if you go back over the last 12 Joe Hunters, the average winning time, a 12.32. But you have to take into account that West Sable ran an 11.86, so that brings the number down. Most times have been in the 12.4s to win this contest here at the Joe Hunter. And again, anybody knows anything about the racing circuit, the water is always jacked up here at Hempstead, and, and that's something we love, those of us that are hosers. <laughs> There's so much you can do with that. <laughs> All right, here comes Port Washington. Come on. Port Washington lined up. Nice tight line. Yeah, if he keeps that line, it should be real good coming into the hydrant. Donald likes to run a little tight. This hydrant right on the course. Stays right on the curb line all the way in. Comes Port Washington. Danny's keeping it on a straight line over the cone at the hydrant. Let's him go outside the water area. He's got water in the hose. Coming up top is going to be about the target hit on Nozzle. Wow. Guess they haven't used that hose in a while. I don't water think looked so. a little uh, <laughs> a little orangey. Different color, matching the color Gatorade. of their ladder, perhaps. Gatorade. <laughs> Time for Port Washington. One, two, point seven, two, twelve, seventy-two. That's going to be a tie for first place. That ties the run by the Islip Wolves. Fifty-five to the cone for Port Washington. That was a pretty run, Artie, uh, all the way through, smooth on the hydrant, nice hit on the target. Thought he did a nice job up at the top at the hydrant there. He let him out right before the water. He got himself all adjusted, came into the hydrant without any issue, put water in the hose. Yeah. Bayshore Redskins come to the line. Four points on the board so far, far for Bayshore. Next team to race is number seven on your program, the Redskins from Bay Shore. Just we thought we ever could have given him a little more juice coming out at the at the nozzle end. Thought he dropped him a little uh, bit wouldn't slow. Have made a they, they had to work to get to the coupling, but uh, yeah, but it, with that sea truck today, Len, they're going to be down there with plenty of time. I thought they would. They had oh, they had time, but it was a little, a little extra effort to get there, and and that and the same thing at the hydrant end, I'm sure. But you have to know, you have to be aware when you get off how much speed you have, where you're at, whether you're at attacking the hydrant or the coupling, you know, at the nozzle end, or if you're, you're pushing off the truck to slow down, it's it's an adjustment on every run. All right, Bayshore has the white flag. They're lined up in a similar spot, tight to the hydrant, as Port Washington was. At 12-7, well within the Redskins' wheelhouse right here. Now, you guys you guys ran with Mole before. He likes that tight line. That's a hydrant demand decision. A little, but now he's bringing it back in. He's over the cone into the break of the hydrant. He's out right hand turns. Got water and hose. This will be a nice run if he can hook it up at the top. It's going to be real good. And he gets that nozzle on. He's left. 
He's right, and then he hits it. He did a heck of a job putting that nozzle on because it was bang, bang at the top. He didn't have much time. Time for the Redskins. 1-2.90. 12-90. Split second more. You're talking Next eight. to race, number eight on your program, the Minutemen from Manhasset, Lakeville. Split second more setup time, Paul. I think you could have caught that target a little bit better. Yes, 61 to the cone. And that that's just the result of the hot hydrant hit. Yep. You know, he brought him in deep. Eric does a good job getting off, getting the water in the hose. Chris knows he's got to get busy up top. He does a great job putting it on. He just couldn't get that nozzle back pinned to the ground nope. to line it up for the target hit. Guys, we got a, uh, a radar gun in the uh, in the crowd. So just some uh, some numbers coming back from that. 75 for Islip, 75 for Port, 74 for Copeg. I mean, you're probably looking 12 twos there. Uh, 12-3s. I'm thinking 12-40, give or take. 12 40. Because, I mean, it wasn't horrendous. That water came out quick. He was quick he left to right. Yep. He corrected it pretty quickly. So we're talking, I'm thinking 12 fours. 76 for Basher on the radar gun. It's the fastest sea truck of the day. 61 to the cones. Manhasset Lakeville coming to the line. Tracks clear from Manhasset. So we got three four twelves on the board so far? Yeah. Two seventy twos and two ninety twos. I thought that it was a ninety. Oh. Way outside. Yeah, over the yeah, cone, to but he's in the middle of the track. He's inside the other brake spot. And he gives him a quick drop at the hydrant. He handles it, but now he's got water in the hose. A little difficult putting that stick down. Up at the top, nozzle on, targets tripped. Definitely had a, a problem when he came off because he had to go so far across the track. Time for the Minutemen. 1-3.83. 13-83. Next to race is number nine on your program, the Snails from Lindenhurst. Looked to me like that uh, truck went a little more left to right than it had to already. Uh, used up a little more real estate than it should have, and it cost him a little bit of time. Yeah, off the line, he definitely got out to the middle of the track. So now he's got to compensate coming in and really bring it back towards the hydrant for the Hydra-Man. Not the ideal situation for the driver. Lindenhurst. You know, just just talking about that, Artie. Being on the back of the truck, what is it that went went through your head if you felt the truck drift a little to the left or a little to the right? What did you think about? What could you do? What couldn't you do? Uh, you know, I just really tried to keep focus on you know what my job's going to be. Let the driver do his job. I'm going to do my job. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But it does go through your head. But there's there's really not a lot you can do about it, and you just have to complete the run and, and try and quote unquote save the run. Yeah, I, I you know being that Lenny like you, I was at the top end, so I would really just kind of 
try to focus on what my job is, but also see how he's coming into the hydrant, knowing do we have a shot, not have a shot, did he have to overcompensate? Usually judged by where the front tires are a lot if you're on the back of the truck, if your guy's going to have a shot or not. All right, if you have a scorecard in your hand, you're turning it over to Linnerhurst, the top team on the bottom half of the scorecard. They're looking at a 12.72 run, both by Islip and Port Washington. Then third is Bayshore with a 12.90, Westbury 12.92, and that 13.83 by Manhasset currently sits in fifth place. Linnerhurst, one point out of the mix here for the overall top spot to the CI Hobos a, a on team, the line. A team a lot of people talked about in the offseason, and uh, they've been fun to watch tonight. See if they keep the momentum going here. Okay, they're off. He's driving a tight line as well. A little wavy over to Cone. He's into the hydrant. He brings him in tighter at the hydrant. He's off right into it. He clanked it off the top of the coupling. He's got water in the hose now. See if they could salvage something with a great target hit. Time for the snails. 1-4.19. 14-19. Next to race is number 11 on your program, the Westerners from West Hempstead. You know, watch, watching that run from the Snails, it looked like it had a lot of different issues coming from the, the, the ride to the hydrant to the nozzle end. It looked like a lot of different things that weren't quite sharp there, Paul. Well, it was a little wavy coming into the hydrant, but I thought Weck brought him in real tight right there at the end. It just looked like when he got off, hand extended, he clanked off the top of that coupling. Yeah, and again, even at the nozzle end, he had time. Um, I don't think he missed, but he, he looked like he almost jammed it a little bit and wasn't quite set on his on his first shot at the nozzle. So a lot of things that need to be refined in that shot there for uh, the Snails. All right, West Hempstead's going to come to the line. We haven't seen them since the three-man ladder shot, as they have not run motorized ladders today. Problem with that is if you don't score in three-man, you dig yourself a little bit of a deep hole not running in the other races, and they're currently down 13 to the top spot. On a good point of view, they're only down four to fifth place. So, <laughs> big shot here from West Hempstead gets them right back in the mix for the remainder of the day. This is their home course as well. All right, cleanup crew is done. White flags going down the course. West Hempstead's going to have a clear track. You would expect big things here on the home course, eh, Len? You know, uh, there's nothing like home cooking. Um, so if uh, West Hempstead can put their shot up with this water right now, there's no reason they can't run a low 12. All right, revving it up. Looks like we're ready to go. West Hempstead making their way. Fades a little to the middle. Now he comes over, brings it in towards the hydrant. Breaking the hydrant, right hand turn. Got water in the hose. Gonna be, be about target hit up here. Nozzle on, and he hits it. That's your best target hit of the day, and I That's think it's gonna make a difference. Good look at run. run. Kenny giving him a really nice ride. Let's see what the Westerners get. Time for the Westerners. One, two. Point four three. Next to race, number 12 on your program, the Termites from New Hyde Park. It's also your hottest cone time of the day. They run 54 to the cone right there. And your number one C-Ho shot of the day, 12.43. Actually, best last year's top time of a 12.44 by 100th. Uh, I just want to say again, kudos to Kenny there. I think he, at the hydrant, he brought him in deep, but I thought it, it was almost a bust stop. 
Kenny realizing that as a veteran driver really boogied him to the top. Gave him a lot of speed and a lot of mo up top because he knew if he put that on, he's got to get busy. But as you said, Artie, they were they were dropped a little hot at the top end. Those guys got to be ready for that. And, and you better be leaning back, chin up, push off, and be able to stop and pounce on that coupling. I mean, personally, uh, I think a lot of guys like that drop more. It's more of a B ladder, uh, B hose feel. Sorry, and that to me, I always like that feel a little bit better. All right, New Hyde Park going to take their place on the start line in the fluorescent pink shirts. It's a real yeah. good look for New Hyde Park. Who, who picked out those Trying colors? Trying to change up their image. That's what I want to know. Who picked out those colors? Somebody it is legal o- now. Somebody over at Titan Group must be uh, working the fashion end of things. It's like we might have a little issue with the hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> Now the adapter's going on. So we're staring at a 12.43 first place. That knocked out the dual 12.72 by Port Washington and Islip. Currently a tie for second and third. So all 12s right now in the top five. Yep. So a little extra cleanup now at the hydrant. Yeah, there's some discussion. You're not here at the ballpark. Looks like we might have a little oil spillage as the towels are making their way out to the track. Oh, the towels. Guy does radio committee, guy. local committee. It's unbelievable. Get him some climbing shoes. He's now the towel master. I would say if you're running last in this contest, I was I was stated it earlier, it's a little dark. You're, you're going to come out of the shadows back there. It's a different point of view watching up the track when you have all the light right here as it is opposed to you running down the track. And I, I speak about that running at the town tournament at Sea. There's times when it gets a little late or there's a little overcast sky. It's real difficult sometimes when you come out of that darkness into the light to make the adjustment. Almost looks like that could be what's going on here. In fact, at the start line, it might seem like it's a lot darker than it really is. What do you think, Artie? Did that ever affect you as a nozzle man, or is this just this just a hydro man crying a little bit and making himself excuses here? No, I, I don't want to say it affected me, but I know exactly what he's talking about running uh, in the town drill. Exactly oh, the brotherhood. I mean, CI running last will have a little bit of experience, obviously. Being running at their course, it's set up very similar to this light wise. Well, let's face it, though. Most teams, all kidding aside, Paul, most teams are yeah. running and practicing at night. So they're usually running at twilight or under the, the beginning of the light. I would think you're in Seahawks by 7.15 if you're a 6 yeah, o'clock it's, start. It's 8 o'clock after eight. right now. And you got to think that town tournament also is later in the year, later in the summer when it starts to get dark a little earlier. This is just created mostly by the overcast skies. All right. It's also the sixth event of the day instead of the... Fourth We're trying to give you all the different aspects, all the different angles of what's going on here and what these racers have to think about. Let's see what the termites have. New Eyed Park takes their spot on the line. Pretty in pink is the theme, right? That's what you're going <laughs> with. We'll see Come how on, pretty Paul, this run is. You got, an interview, you got an interview standing next to you. Come it's on. It's going to have to be somewhat decent if you're going to wear these colors. Yeah, if you're going to wear these colors, you got to come through. Again, for those of you at home, uh, the New High Park Termites, I don't know if you guys talked about it earlier, are coming out in iridescent pink. Is that a good color or a good word? That's, is Neon that what the Emilio Estevez the Iridescent. Thing? All right, guys, we're on the back of the truck. Looks like we're ready to go. I think it makes Phil look five years younger. Pop Wheelie at start, making their way towards the cone, brings him in tight. 
at the hydrant. He's off right-hand turn. Water in the hose. Oh, he's hot up top. Brings him in. He's going to be about the target hit right here. Nazalan. I don't know if it beats West Hempstead's target hit, but it's a close second. He was low right, but then come in and hit it. Quick hands to get the nozzle on. We'll see what the time is. Time for the termites. 1, 2.53. Next to race is number 14 on your program. The Piston Knockers from North Lindenhurst. That was actually 3.46 to the cones. That time is with penalty. So we're talking a, a, a 12.49 with the 400s added on for the penalty at the cone. 75 miles an hour. That's your that's your hottest cone time of the day. Trucks have been pretty consistent, anywhere from 73 to 76. Everybody see truck. Now, would you say that the target hit of West Hempstead was a one tenth better? It's really not a tenth when you add in the cone time penalty. It's about six hundredths. I'd say West Hempstead's target hit was six hundredths better. I think that was the than difference. New Hyde Park. I agree. I think that was the difference. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, where the cone and they had the better cone time. So it's, you know, what's the handle comparison? The probably handle's probably a little quicker based on the cone time, but a yep. little difference down here, though that is the second best target hit of the day. All right, with that, the North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers, they're looking to get some points there. They're sitting only with two after the first three contests. 12.43 first place, 12.53 second place, and that 12.72 ties third and fourth currently. Bayshore on the bubble with a 12.90. Again, I'm sure you guys talked about it earlier. The way this drill is set up to have the, the, the top 10 teams or 15 teams, whatever it is now, um, from last year's state drill, but the best team or the state champ running last really builds the anxiety, and it's fun to watch these last couple of host teams come through. Here comes North Linnerhurst, tight to the hydrant, Scott Wright. Bringing it straight in. He's over the cone. He's in the break. Chris Connell's off. Duffley, water in the hose. This could be about a targeted land. Up at the top, Ducky Fowler skates in. Oh! Oh, I don't know if you saw me. I, I was making a motion. I thought the tires spun a little bit at the hydrant. It's a little wet back there, folks. And that up. costs the setup time for the nozzle man. And he couldn't get the nozzle off. Dropped back a little bit, too. They boogied, but by the time they got there, the water was meeting. Time for the piston knockers. 1-9.80. 1980. Good year for you, Lynn. Next to race is number 16 on your program, the Hobos of Central Iceland. Again, what, what we're talking about is when it when it's wet at the hydrant, at the hydrant area, when that truck tries to pull out, you've already dropped off the hydrant man. The, the driver's done his job. Now he's got to get the truck out of there, get the nozzle man and the breaker man down to do their job. Sometimes, uh, whether it's the driver or not, that those wheels spin a little bit. He gets on it maybe a little too heavy, and, and the truck's not moving. It's it's the tires are spinning, and uh, that's something you don't want. It's going to cost setup time for the nozzle man, and I think we saw it affect the run right there. Those guys also took a couple more steps. Yep, they dropped back a little bit at that yeah. point. You got to put them right on top of it. We watched those last shots. They were they were about two to three steps. These guys took around three to four steps, which is a big difference. All right, we're going to come to the last team here in the Sea Hose contest. 75 there for Northland. When, when you talk about the steps, Artie, I think that is also affected by that truck spinning a little bit. Maybe the driver. Yeah, timing-wise in his own head, thinks he's getting him to a different point. Correct. And doesn't yeah. quite do that. So, um, I mean, everybody's trying. Don't get me wrong, folks. But uh, that little bit of extra moisture or, or wetness down there, once those tires break loose or start spinning, you're not moving forward like you'd like to be. Central Isa with the opportunity to give themselves a, a bit of breathing room. They're up by one. 
as we're going to approach the halfway point of the drill. Big shot here will give them a little bit more room on the Lindenhurst snails. You know, I got to uh, watch the ladder races from the uh, from the stands, and who of all people but the state championship driver or the state champion driver, Danny Jackson, sitting right on the cone line during the beginning of C ladder, studying the first six or seven teams to come through, knowing he was running later in the pack, but studying, watching, learning. And here's the guy as the state champion, multiple state champion, and he's still learning. Um, kudos to Danny. All right, Central Ice up on the back of the truck. Track's clear, ready to go. Here they come. Leave the line. Got a little waiver off the line. Now he's bringing it back in. Really in tight to the hydrant. He's off at the hydrant. They have water in the hose. Up at the top. It's going to be about a target hit right here. He's got Niles crossed it. That first shot, he thought he might have had it on and then tried to get that second shot at it, and the water met him there. Lost his Time for Central Islip. 18-18. Artie, you had something to say about that? Yeah, I, I thought Ryan might have lost it in his hand there a little bit uh, as he came in. I thought Danny did a nice job with speed, trying to. Th you knew he was back a little bit, threw him in with speed. And then as I think Ryan made his first attempt, I think the nozzle, the mark might have moved on him a little bit. Yeah, it looked like uh, Danny had to do a little more steering than maybe he wanted to. But uh, I, I thought Ryan had Move the equipment. Definitely had a chance, but uh, couldn't get it done. Well, after he gives you the results, we'll give you the overall points. Have they started to come together towards the middle? Second half of this drill is going to be quite a sprint to see what happens. Good opportunity to head over to the local committee and get something good to eat, something good to drink. We await the total points. Results of the Seahawks competition. First place, five points, number 11, West Hempstead. Second place, four points, number 12, New Hyde Park. Tied for third place, each will get two and one half points, is the Port Washington Roadrunners and the Islip Wolves. Fifth place, one point, number seven, Bayshore. Uh, we talked about it just before. West Hempstead with the opportunity after missing the first two motorized events would need a big shot to get back in the mix, and it's just what they did. They put a fiver up on the board, and now that's going to put them towards top five overall as we head into the second half of the day. I think they like playing B-Hose as well. So, uh, again, home track. Don't count out the Westerners just yet. 13 points after four races is the leader, the CI Hobos. Second place, Lindenhurst with 12. Third place, Islip with eight and a half. And then you have a five for Bayshore, West Hempstead, and New Hyde Park. Right behind them, Port Washington, four and a half. Copeg, three. North Lindenhurst, two. So this is going to be quite an exciting second half of the drill. We're going to be back for the B-Hose contest. We're off to commercial. Have you been looking for the perfect technology solution for your apparatus? Streetwise turns tablet computers into powerful, full-featured MDCs. And unlike smartphone apps, Streetwise is a live, fully networked, enterprise-grade software package that functions just like the more expensive laptop MDC, but is CAD independent and at a fraction of the cost. Don't settle for less than the best. Check out the online video demonstration today at www.streetwise.com. 
StreetwiseCadlink.com. Streetwise Cadlink, the mobile response software that just works. How old is your fire department thermal imager? Thermal imaging technology is changing as quickly as your smartphone, and the time has come to upgrade your TIC. Coastal Fire System is the exclusive thermal imaging distributor of New York State drill teams and offers the full line of Scott, ISG, and FLIR cameras. Coastal is a one-stop shop for the best brands, so start the upgrade process with the longest-running sponsor of New York State drill teams. Camera servicing also available. Check out Coastal Fire System on Facebook or give them a call at 631-661-75. Integrated Wireless Technologies is proud to be part of the 2015 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom radio solutions, licensing assistance, and top-notch service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. With over 60 years of experience in the fire and rescue business, Nassau Fire Apparatus is known to be the leader in the industry. They are vehicle and equipment distributors who provide products, parts, maintenance, repairs from coast to coast. People working in Nassau Fire not only sell the products and services, but also work in the industry in EMS and as firefighter volunteers. You won't find a more dedicated and experienced team to align with than Nassau Fire Apparatus. Visit them online at www.nassaufire.com for more information. 2016 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 20th and 21st at the new location, the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. It's bigger and better, with many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product lines and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Jolly Tinker Hose Company is the new source for the best racing hose available. Each length is designed to withstand the demand of FD Racing. Colored hose and double jackets now available. For more information, call 516-322-6366. Jolly Tinker Hose Company. We have tight hose. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 42nd year of publishing, they're honored to be the official publication and online coverage of New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. The Inn at New Hyde Park, Long Island's premier catering facility is the first choice for weddings, parties, and corporate events. Owned and operated by local families and firefighters, it sets the standard for supreme service, gourmet cuisine, and style. The Inn's restaurant, Bossery 214, takes you on a culinary road trip through Europe with our world-renowned chef and an unmatched international beer menu. To book your next event or to celebrate after a tournament, go to www.innatnewhydepark.com or Brasserie214.com Open table or Facebook or call 516-354-7797 With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products that do rescue systems.
providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Patty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course, those famous Patty's Wings. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments, including Central Islip, to solve the challenge of accounting for members to respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Bill Fox Company has been in business for over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and Yellow Hornets. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. Coastal Fire System is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Coastal is your one-stop shop for all you SCBA and fire equipment needs. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RIT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyax Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves. For more information, check them out at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. Whether you've been a FASNI Credit Union member for years, just become a member, or yet to take advantage of our member-friendly products and services, we have the tools you, your family, and your fire department need for financial success. From low-rate auto loans and free checking to shared branching and mobile banking, when it comes to your finances, we are fully involved. To learn more about our products and services, visit us at www.fastacu.com. Attention, fire chiefs and commissioners. We already know New York State has mandated that your department supply your members with bailout rope systems. Coastal Fire System is also the exclusive bailout system distributor for New York State drill teams. The friends at Coastal are equipment dealers for Petzl, Scott, CMC, Colorado Systems, and can walk you through the state requirements to ensure the safety of your members. Your bailout system process starts and finishes with the folks at Coastal, a family-owned and operated business. Check them out online at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. Okay, we're ready to run the next event. Next event is the B-Host competition. The Joe Hunter record is 7.65 and it is held by Hempstead. All right, Hempstead with a 765. The first team to race is number one on your program, the Yellow Hornets of Hempstead. Come on, let Chris get a word in edgewise here, Paul. The 765 run by the... I don't think you have me on. So we're getting ready for the B-Hose contest here, folks, at the 2015 version of the Joe Hunter Drill. Watching the last team uh, head, I guess that would be West on the track, uh, the CI Hobos heading down the track. What do you think of that, Paul, watching the, the B-Trucks and the C-Trucks head the opposite way down the track in front of the crowd? I kind of like that. I, I, mean, I, th I think it's interesting, Len, but I don't think it's realistic, obviously. I don't think it's something I've ever seen here at Hempstead in my few decades of coming here, but it's it's an interesting concept. There's, I guess, construction and other work going on around the uh, Hempstead facility here, forcing the teams, they're all, they're all pitted here on the uh, southeast portion of the track, so 
they have to travel up the track uh, in front of the crowd. I don't know. I think it's kind of a turnoff for the fans. So the record that is by the Hempstead Yellow Hornets, the 765, is actually set at the inaugural Joe Hunter drill in 2003. So we're going back. This will be the 13th year that that record has stood, the oldest standing record of all the records here at the Joe Hunter. Tell me right now it's not too dark coming out of that. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's gotten a lot darker since the Seahose contest ended roughly 15 minutes ago. Uh, Paul, you know more people racing than I do, but who is the official down there with the glow-in-the-dark sneakers at the starting line? Do you know who that is? I don't know. I can't. Uh, I'm I can jealous. I, I love his shoes. I really do. You would have wore those, Len. I would wear those. Folks, we're talking bright. Are they orange or pink? I think it's orange. Wow. All right, Yellow Hornets have the track. Make the uh, Termites jerseys look dull. <laughs> yellow Hornet Rascals. Rascals B-Truck. Here's the Yellow Hornet C-Truck combination team. Average wind time in B-Hose over the last 12 years is a 792. Here come the Yellow Hornets making their way to the hydrant. Go over the timing light in the break. Tight run. At the hydrant, got water in the hose. Looking up at the top, they're off. They get there, water meets them. And he just can't get the nozzle on. The water was there as he went to put it on the coupling. I don't know if he had a chance, Artie. What did you think? No, I don't really think he had much of a chance at all. I mean, he was just coming down for his swipe, and the water came out. Time for the Yellow Hornets. 1-2.89-12-89. Next to race is number two on your program. The Ironman from Riverhead. So when we say the nozzle man didn't have a chance, that's a combination of a couple of things, I think, here at Hempstead. A, fast water. B, a real hot stick. And C, could have been the drop. Yeah, yeah I thought it was all three of those. I was going to say, it's <laughs> D, all the above. <laughs> all right, D. But uh, anyone that's that's ever ran uh, the B-Hose or C-Hose race, again, specifically at the nozzle end, everything's got to go just right to give yourself a chance or to have a chance. And uh, Mr. Spatz didn't seem to, to have a swipe at it. All right, Riverhead's going to come to the line, currently sitting with no points for the day. Still four contests to go. One of the few blue B-trucks in the sport. Can you name another? Three here today. Farmingville. Four. Go ahead. Four Washington. Go ahead. Washington. Four. Go ahead. One more. Ooh, Artie's on a roll. Who? Henrietta. Henrietta. Dexter. No. <laughs> no. The sea truck was blue, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> Come on. Oh, North Babylon. Chris Perry helping us out. North Babylon. Not racing. Not racing. Right, looks like the track is clear. Gonna get the white flag up here at the top. Some folks out be there, to go. you folks out there listening, if you have uh, Paul or Artie's or my cell phone, you want to text us some more blue B trucks, maybe that we left out. A lot of history with the Ironmen. If you look inside of that truck and all the state championships that they had attained before, it was actually officially a state drill based on them setting up the eight races that are still run today. Solid team. Uh, a, a, a real... It's their 80th, 80th year. Real powerhouse of a team back in the oh. 40s and 50s from what I understand. Uh, I'm Looks old, like but I'm not that old. Oh, we had some headlights heading down the track from back at the cemetery. It's cleared out. Riverhead has gotten off the back of the truck. Looks like they're going to reset themselves. 
size of that cemetery. We have a great view of it here from the arch. Artie, you know how many people are dead in that cemetery? Everyone. Everyone. Uh, you beat me to it. Uh, now Riverhead set. in the break. He's off. He's got a bunch of steps in front of him. He hooks up. Now he's got the water down. Up at the top, nozzle on, waiting for the water, and he's on the target. It's going to be your first place shot. Maybe. Time for the Ironman. 9.48. 9.48. Next to race number three on your program, the Turtles from Westbury. Paul, maybe you can comment. It, it, it looked like he had the coupling on pretty solid, but he was a little slow to get to the stick. Maybe unsure if the coupling was connected there? Yeah, I think he might have even thought he cross-threaded it. He had his hand way out there. looked like he went a little deep at the hydrant. Took a lot of steps, and maybe he wasn't sure that it was exactly on. Yeah, a little long to get the stick down. Westbury coming off a... Good shot up at the hydrant in C-Hose. Let's see if they can back it up here in B-Hose and finish the contest strong. Right now it's a wide open contest for Westbury. Currently sitting with no points. We mentioned earlier it's their first time out this year. Looks like the adapter's just about set. It is. Tracks being cleared. Residual water being swept away at the hydrant. White flags going down the track, and Westbury is going to take their place in a run here. Lined up real tight. You can see those brake marks right there, Len. He's splitting them. He stays in that that line right there. Sometimes you tend to to slide a little bit when you're not in the previous rubber. If you get a little too tight. Again, never being a driver, do you want to be right in that rubber because it's going to stop a little better? Or if you favor that side, he's in Westbury's the rubber now. right in the marks. In the middle. Can he get off? He's got water in the hose. He was legs flailing, but now he's got it. Matt Rodden, he hooks it. Almost thought he took it off, but puts it back on and hits the target. The truck sounded really good coming through there. They actually ended up hitting those brake marks. Time for the turtles. 8.38. Next to race number four on your program, the Wolves from Iceland. I don't think that's such a bad shot when you're talking about how dark it is back there. You saw Kenny Gasket off and his legs were flailing a little bit, but he stuck his arm out for water in the hose. Up at the top, Rodden double clutched it. I thought Merck gave him a good drop, yo. <laughs> Iceland currently third place, eight and a half points. They want to start out the second half of the scorecard. Doing feel, the right thing right here. Feel a little bit of a cool, the number. A little bit of a cool breeze now blowing up here across the top of the arch. Get your skirt on. Beautiful Hempstead, New York. Get a skirt on. I got a skirt. Why you gotta be like that? Why is he gotta be like that? Just asking the question. Alright, cleaning up the water at the hydrant, the adapter's on. In a similar line to Westbury was. 
Westbury actually, when they left the start line, moved a little bit towards the middle of the track, which put him right in the brake marks of most of the other people. It, it did, Paul, but I'm looking at Islip. Is he not pitched toward the middle a little bit? You know, we say this all the time. It's got to be some yeah, sort of illusion with the truck, but he does look like he's he's moving towards the center of the track if he kept on that trajectory right there. But I'm sure the veteran driver will straighten it out. I'm sure Mr. Welton knows what he's doing. Could just be the way the truck sits, too. It's yeah, sometimes it's uh, a little bit of an illusion. Right now, it looks like Islip's truck is pointed a little bit to the middle of the track. We'll see what happens when he takes off. I'm sure, if it is, I'm sure Michael straightens it right out before he gets into the hydrant. Eight and a half points for the Wolves. Here they come. Approach the start line. He's across in the break. It's a hydrant. Heavy hands out. No water in the hose. Full stick this time. Didn't pop up on him at the top. He's got nozzle on. And, oh, he shoots right. Then comes back and gets that target. Good looking run if he blasted it. Almost the same spot Matt Rodden was. Time for the Wolves. 8.37. 8.37. It's Westbury by 100th. Next to race number five on your program, the Yellowbirds from Copay. Those of you listening at home, you may have heard a little bit of a bang of metal right after the uh, target hit. I think that was uh, Mikey Welton maybe taking out a little frustration as the driver, wanting to see a little bit better hit on the target. Hi, last year's winner in the contest, Copeg Yellowbirds. They ran an uncharacteristic 8.66 first place here at the Hempstead track. They're going to come up next. Copeg currently sitting with three points. Uncharacteristic, meaning 8.6 not being a normal first place time. Nah, not here at Hempstead. We talked about the, the average winning time at the Joe Hunter drill being a 7.92. And I believe that 8.66 was the highest winning time. But as we said earlier, we still get the five points last I checked. A win is a win, is what it comes down to. Westbury, back-to-back -back hose shots got inked out by the 1292 at Bayshore's 1290. Now they got inked out by the 100th. 200th last race, the 100th this race. Three hundredths of a, of a second coming into play for Westbury right now. Get a little feedback here, folks. We'll try and help you out with that. All right, Copeg taking their spot on the line a little bit further out in the track than the other teams. Let's see if they drive that straight line. Making their way across the timing light into the hydrant. He's off right-hand turn. Water go. No trouble with the hydrant. Water meets the middle of the track. Now he's got that stick down. We hear the nozzle man yelling, come on, waiting for that water already. Uh, either way, I thought the breaker left the coupling out in front of him a little bit. Had he had Time for the Yellowbirds, 1-2.87, 12.87. Next to race number six on your program, the Roadrunners from Port Washington. Although he got the coupling broke clean and tossed it, it was still in front of the nozzle man. Not right in front of him, but yeah. a couple feet away, but... Could have affected it. Could have. I don't know if it would have affected the stream. You don't like to see it when it's within those 12, 18 inches when that first blast of water is hitting the hose or the coupling. Okay. All right, poor Washington, four and a half points, still in the top five mix. 
I would say uh, a breaker man's job is similar to that of an anchor man. You don't want to be noticed. Kind of, kind of like an offensive lineman. You don't want to be noticed. You don't want to be um, part of the run necessarily. Unless your mom's people, watching. People to call out your name. You just you want, want to be, to be fluid and, and do your job. Um, again, as a breaker, get in and get out type of deal. All right, here comes Port Washington. Four and a half points on the day. Those of you not here, the main portion of the track from behind the hydrant all the way through the arch is lit up pretty good. Heading your way back towards the Seahose start where some of the B trucks still lined up though gets a little darker. Yeah, it's uh, right about the 75 foot mark before the, you know, west of the hydrant, say going down the track. Looks like where those first set of poles are that are really putting down a good, uh, some good beams of light. So the driver's going that first 50 feet here, kind of in the darkness, then coming into light. And then it almost looks like he goes into a shadow again, right by uh, the 25, 25 feet before the hydrant. 837, 838, two top times on the board right now. For Washington has the track. Getting a little feedback on our microphones. We apologize for that. Dan Laverty, if you're listening, uh, if you have the remote microphone on, maybe you could turn that off. That might be uh, our source of uh, static. Maybe you can help us out with that. Port Washington coming out of the dark. Across the timing line at the hydrant. Real tight. Smallwood. Oh, it's got water towards the middle of the track. Oh. Looked like almost when that truck come in, it wasn't in that groove right there. And back at this hydrant, it actually slopes into the hydrant. And if you don't get in that little brake mark sometimes, you tend to slide in. If you see right there, he was real tight to that hydrant. Time for the Roadrunners. 16.35. Next to race is number seven on your program, the Redskins from Bay Shore. Bayshore sure coming off a 1290 in C-Hose. Had a real good drop of the hydrant. Had something real good going on there. Just didn't finish it. Everybody should be wearing these colors. Now Now all of a sudden, New Eyed Park and Bayshore's colors are good. Hey, yeah, now they stick Actually out. Actually see everybody back there. So again, for those of you listening uh, on the computer around the world, uh, it's definitely dark now here in Hempstead. And some of the teams getting creative... Uh, with their t-shirts here for the Joe Hunter Memorial uh, Drill. And uh, Bayshore being one of those teams with a, a bright green, lime green. Um, Titan group uh, really doing a great job. Their designer must be really working overtime over there at the Titan group. He has been. The water is really building up on the track right there. Sometimes in a situation like this, on a night race, when it hasn't been the hottest day with the sun beating down, you know it's not going to get any drying done. That water starts creeping back towards the start line. So what would you do, Paul, as the Hydra man? Make sure Redskins on the line. That was your team. Is there anything you could do? Would you would you talk to your driver and say, hey, take an extra 30 seconds or a minute? Or? No, it's not going to dry anything in 30 seconds. I think you got to just make a pick. You're either going to go through it and hit it with the momentum or you're going to drop back and attack it. 
just oh. a fine line right there. When you say when drop you back and attack it, you're saying stop a little bit shorter than normal, but maybe a little bit hotter. You got it. So you're going to get off with a little more speed. Yep. You better be ready for it. And Either way, that it's going to be a run through because if you're trying to stop on a dime with this kind of water right here at night. So you're not going to be able to plant a foot and come to it that stop. If you try and plant a foot, it's going slip sliding away. All depends on your momentum. I like where they're lined up. You stay in. If you can stay in that groove right there, if you got, if he gets in that that brake mark right there, he's going to be okay. I think it'll stop the truck a little bit more than if he comes out to the towards the hydrant side. Now again, folks, you get a smoking hot hit on the hydro like that. The, the driver better give the nozzle man a chance. He better drop him off with and some that's, speed. That's part two. Then you're spinning in the water. Payshore is off. He does a nice job. He's in the brake. Let's him off back. He's in. He's got water in the hose. Here it comes. They they ran, but they're getting there. He's got plenty of That's a nice run right there. Edsel's in the house. Good looking run for the Time for the Redskins. 7.84. 7.84. much better than that when you're talking about this time of night. Next to race, number eight on your program, the Minutemen from Manhattan, Lakeville. Real nice run right there. Just an overall good-looking run, guys. I mean, a great drop. We talked about it a little bit. Paul, a little damp at the hydrant. I thought he left him back just an eyelash. Let Skippy run at it. He attacked it. uh, Again, uh, excuse me. um, Kyle. Kyle. Kyle gave Chris a chance at the other end. Chris and Jimmy. And uh, Chris attacked it. Got the nozzle on with confidence. And a good hit on the target. I thought both drops were excellent. Like you just said, Len, he left them off with momentum behind. He was able to run through it. But I thought the speed that he dropped those two guys at the top was perfect because the water was going to be coming up on you. But because of the speed he left them, for them to get there, they were waiting for water. Yeah. You haven't seen that too much tonight. So I was, no. I was just going to add it. Chris is the first nozzle man that we've seen was really able to establish himself fully. Put it on. After he put it on and then set. set. Like, this is one of those courses you don't often get to do that. He, Kyle's drops allowed him to get up self-established and, and set. Ironically, in Seahose, he didn't have that chance for whatever reason, but he didn't have that time to set up. Usually, the sea truck gives you that. But, and, uh, well, that's not a situation. This, When you're racing at Hempstead with that type of water, this is not a situation where your driver can drop you off and then you run. You have to run with that truck all the way through if you're going to get that kind of time. And your driver has to give you that momentum. All about timing, about experience, uh, guys being aggressive, attack the hydrant, attack the nozzle coupling without going crazy, you know. Go after that coupling, right, Artie? But you, you better be under control when you get there. All right, here comes Manhattan Lakeville. Out in the track a little bit over the over the timer line. Is that the hydrant? Arm out extended, got water in the hose. Looked like they might have had a double clutch up at the top. Knee down, nozzle on. Nice target hit right there. I think that double clutch of the hydrant's going to hurt them a little bit. Good hands on the nozzle right there. Time for the Minutemen. 9.06. 9.06. Next to race is number nine on your program. The Snails from Lindenhurst. So 9.06 by Manhattan. That's going to be fourth place right now. Bayshore is heavy, 784, then an 837 by Islip, an 838 by Westbury, and that 906, the lucky dog right now, a 1287. That half a second gap from first to second gives a lot of room for these teams still to play to get in there. But I think it's you're going to have a tough job 
Yeah, I mean, oh, each team sorry. that goes. Riverhead's in fifth. Each yep. team, as they go, it gets darker and darker. Yeah. But we're, we're sitting here on the line now. I don't even – I could see the outline of their truck. But if you didn't tell me who was on the line, I couldn't tell you. And I yeah, have good tough. vision, my friend. And this, and this actually looks kind of intimidating. They have their fog lights on right now. So it gives you that little bit of – I don't know. I'm going to revert back to the 80s, Paul. A bit of 80s look when everybody had fog lights on their cars. But, I yeah, it's, uh, it's gotten a little dark back there. Lindenhurst now down to the Hovos by one still. So we talked about a big shot in Seahose. Here we go again. But now it's a big shot for two reasons. Because not only are you down one to the person in front of you, but you have people coming up behind you Bayshore's with chasing. a little momentum. And Bayshore is one of those teams. If you're Lindenhurst here, I, I think I forget about the 7-8. Like you said, Artie, there's an 8-37 out there. What you want to do with this right here is you want to tween it. If you can run anywhere from a 7-84 to an 8-37, you're going to walk off real happy right now. Throw up your shot you right in, now. Their practice shot, I would imagine, is in Just that window. 8-10's that yep. number right now. You run that. You're going to solidify points. If you have decent hose, put it on the hydrant, hit the target, and, and, and walk away with some points. Hmm, I should have thought of that. Yeah, you could have tried that once in a while. All right, Linderhurst has the track. Making their way to the timing light. He's in the break. He's off at the hydrant. Arm extended. Water in the hole. It's going to be about a target hit right here. Left him with momentum. Oh, the breaking man. Nozzle man and the breaker man really had to attack it. They tried, but really did not have a shot. You could hear the tires. <laughs> That's to you, Len. Those of you, yeah, they almost got us wet up here, folks. Um, you could hear the tires break free at the hydrant, guys. That wet spot, Tommy jumped on the, on the uh, gas. Time for the snails. 17.48. 17.48. Next to race, number 11 on your program, the Westerners from West Tommy, the driver from Lindenhurst, trying to get his nozzle man down there, and he knows what it's like down there. He ran down there for years and years and years. If you trying to get his guys there, and he couldn't quite do it. If you put that shot on top of Bayshores, I thought the hydrant was similar. He left him with good momentum. The place where he dropped him was right. I thought up here at the top, he let him have too much time to run. Left him with good momentum, but it was further back than Bayshore. And then when they got there, the breaking man slipped by in the water. At Bayshores, we always try to judge. Like, you, you want to be off almost at that white line before the nozzle line, 25 feet right there, maybe a half a step inside. They were a good two steps behind that. So that's a lot of work to do. To get that, especially at a course like this with this. Quarter. I think the tire spinning coming out of the hydrant had a lot to do with that, guys. I mean, Absolutely. combination. <laughs> we, we, we talk about all these little small things in racing and um, you know, those of us that have gone through it get it, but uh, I'm not saying other people don't, but we're trying to explain that it's, it's the smallest things. It's even if tenths of a second that we're talking about. Even if they both got there, I don't know if he would have had time to get it on. It was going to be close. Hi, West Hempstead coming off their victory in the CEOs contest. If there's one team, well, there's a couple teams left that can run a 7-8, but like we said earlier, it's dark out. It will be a challenge, but at the home track, see what West Hempstead could do. Track is theirs. I wouldn't doubt uh, the West Hempstead Westerners when you're in Hempstead. Hold 
holding them up. We have the official. Hold them up. This is this is something you hate to do when it's in the middle of the day. Never mind when it's dark out. Teams have been given the white flag, and then apparently something happened heard, with the light. Yeah, I heard people yelling about the lights. Well, the light uh, now uh, is also on. It turned yellow over there, so who's going to be the first person to run out there in front of the truck and say, hold it up? So slowly the word got back there to West Hempstead. Now, if I'm West Hempstead, we said this earlier, I'd back off the line and I'd redo the whole routine. Sounds like they shut their truck down. Which may be their way of shutting it down, Paul, like yep. you said, and uh, regathering yourself. And uh, like Again, when you get on the line to race, fixed. You, uh, usually there's a timing We're thing. There's a, there's a routine that you go through, and it's all about timing. So now you've had this uh, glitch, so to speak, and it messes up your timing a little bit. So sometimes you just have to regroup, go back through your normal um, progression or whatever of whatever it is, and get your stuff back together. I don't know if they did that, but here okay. they come. West Hempstead over the timing light. He's in the break. He's off the side of the truck. He's got water in the hose. Dropped him nice with Mo up top. Good slide. Nozzle on. Just low right. right that could be one of those tweeners, though. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Time for the Westerners. 8.42. 8.42. Next to race is number 12 on your program. The Termites from New Hyde Park. It's crazy. All those teams so far that have run that 8.37, 8.38, every one of them has been right stanchion. Every nozzle man's been right stanchion, then coming to the target. So I don't know if it's the way it's getting set up, maybe the way the hose is laying for them, but they're all on that inside stanchion. Currently, that puts West Hempstead in fourth for the contest. Still three teams to go. Next up will be the New Hyde Park Termites. I still, I, I know teams do it, but I, I don't like the breaker coming in on the slide like that. I mean, it looked like he came up a little bit short, then he kind of had a hop up there. I don't Excuse know if that affected the slide on what on there. I just because he was actually nozzle on waiting. I thought they dropped him with good mo close to the tor uh, close to the nozzle up here. I thought with the slide it stopped him a little short. He kind of had to reach in on the brake. I'm not saying it affected the run necessarily, but I don't think you have as much control when you slide like that. Kind of like to see a guy plant. And again, right, New I've Hyde never Park. run a 7.5, or what's their best run? 7.43 like the Westerners have, so what the heck do I know? New Hyde Park looking up at a 7.8, two 8.3s, and an 8.4 to get in some of the big money. Currently for the day, they have five points, so they're still in a top five contender spot. <clears throat> they would like to get one of those tweeners we were talking about. Yep, throw up a solid shot. Jumps off the line, heading to the start. Across the timing line at the hydrant. Right hand turn. Got water in the hose. Let's see what happens up at the top. Let's him off nice and soft up close. Oh boy, the water actually no beat shot. him there. No shot. Again, I thought I heard the tires spin a little at the hydrant pole. Time for the third termites. 13.96. 1396. Next to race is number 14 on your program. The Piston Knockers from North Lindenhurst. I'm looking at our own Fred Bensavanger up here, a termite to heart, and uh, he didn't look happy with that run, Fred. <laughs> 
I thought the water on was as good as the others. It was in the same area. But the race now in the second half of the contest has become what's going to happen up towards the target. Where are they going to get dropped? What kind of momentum? I mean, this is Hempstead. You know, you've you got to get momentum up top. And when you get off the truck, you have to attack. You know, there's no time to look for a coupling here. You must attack right away. Get on it. I mean, they, they never had a shot. No, that water was out before he made even the attempt. <laughs> I had that earlier. <laughs> Alright, North Lindenhurst. I think just outside the top five mix currently, so they're looking to at least get that low tweener, even if it's above the 784, if they can beat out that 837 with three, three contests to go, will put them in the mix for a top five overall day. Definitely one of the more solid teams over the years in the BOs contests. Really fun to watch. So with the basics, the fundamentals, they know how to just, just roll in there. I mean, I don't think they're looking for a second place here. I think they're going to go for first place. But That's tough uh, to do with the darkness right shot. now. I think you just got to complete the contest. If you complete it clean, you should run under that 8-3 at least. Here comes North Lindenhurst. Into the light, over the time and light, at the hydrant, Chris Connell's off, water in the hose, up at the top, with momentum, they're there in time, nozzle on, woo, that's a nice little run right there, I don't know if it's 7-8 nice, no, but the same thing, tires spinning out of the hydrant, truck was coughing a little. Time for the piston knockers, 8.008 eight flat. Just what they wanted. Next to race, number 16 on your program, the Hobos of Central Iceland. I think you'll be content with that. I'm not saying well, that's what okay, they want. Right. Outside of a 783, they say, you know what? It's dark out. It's a tough track to manage right now. The drop up top, real good. I, I mean, that's you look at the last shot and that shot. Very similar at the hydrant. Different momentum up top. I thought the truck was coughing a little coming out of the hydrant. I thought it was uh, sputtering a little bit. Chipped really, uh, out. I just thought Dudley gave him a lot of momentum. He brought him in. He knew he had to get him in deep. Brought him in deep and gave him some momentum coming into the nozzle. All right, here come the CI Hobos. One point up in the lead over the Lindenhurst Snails. Lindenhurst is off the board for this contest. So what are you thinking with Hobos? Playing the racing game, trying to still get one of those tweeners, or that's not the, the way. Yeah, you got to. You want to win the drill, so put water in the hose. That's what I'm thinking here too. I think. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I think their strategy is run our run, and we run at first place. I uh, think that 784 right now is awfully difficult to beat. Not with this water. Uh, you watch these hobos. They're not, they're not state champs by accident. It's a pretty good shot by North Lindenhurst, and you're still 1,600s off the shot by Bayshore. So, All right, last team in the B-Hose contest, revving it up, the CI Here Hobos. Here come the Hobos. At the time of light, cross off at the hydrant. Oh, it's got water across the track. You might have been right, Len. Well, I was right to a point, I guess, where they were going for their run, and they, which is a solid seven every time. But at this point, they missed at the hydrant. They're going to put water through the hose and hit the target just to get a time. But the hobos are not going to place here in the B-Hose contest. Time for the hobos. 1-9.68, 1968.
So that's going to make things real interesting. Yeah, here. after, we after give you five the races, the total points are going to be pretty tight. After Chris Perry gives you the top five, we'll give Pull you a, a rundown of the overall points heading to the last three contests. Not a bad B-Hose contest. Winner with a 7.84 below the average winning time that has taken place in this contest in the last 12 years. See who the equipment. See hose is over, Fred. Results <laughs> of the B-Hose competition. First place, five points. Number seven, Bay Shore. Second place, four points. Number 14, North Lindenhurst. Third place, three points. Number four, Islip. Fourth place, two points. Number three, Westbury. Fifth place, one point. Number 11, West Hempstead. Ladies and gentlemen, while I have your attention, we just want to announce that the William St. George annual drill for tomorrow has been postponed. So if you please check the uh, drill team website, they'll get back to you on a future date for that. Thank you. All right, let's just give you a rundown of the total points for the day heading into the last three contests. First place overall, the CI Hobos with 13. Second place, the Lindenhurst Snails hanging in there with 12. Then you get down to the Islip Wolves, 11 and a half in third. Bayshore with 10 in fourth. North Lindenhurst has jumped up to fifth overall with eight points behind them. West Hempstead, six. New Hyde Park, five. Port Washington, four and a half. Copeg, three. And Westbury getting on the board. Behoes with two points. So, Len, three contests to go. Three points separating the top four teams here at the 13th annual Joe Hunter Memorial Drill. Looks like an exciting finish. We'll be back on the PA during motor pump. Next race will be the efficiency contest. See you then. The Titan Group is back supporting drill team racing and taking their game to the next level with 20 years experience in the apparel industry and the addition of an in-house design team. We will find exactly what you're looking for. This year, join Team Titan and let us handle all your apparel and equipment needs and be part of all the Team Titan's promotions. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. Owned and operated by members of the drill team community, we know what it takes to run your team. Let us handle everything from jerseys to helmets and tape to we are one-stop shop for all your drill team needs. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind with Devin Robinson on the track. You're up. Get on. The Titan Group. The Titan Group is back supporting drill team racing and taking their game to the next level with 20 years experience in the apparel industry and the addition of an in-house design team. We will find exactly what you're looking for. This year, join Team Titan and let us handle all your apparel and equipment needs and be part of all the Team Titan's promotions. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. Owned and operated by members of the drill team community, we know what it takes to run your team. Let us handle everything from jerseys to helmets and tape to Trophies. We are one-stop shop for all your drill team needs. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind or Devin Robinson on the track. You're up. Get on. The Titan Group. Have you been looking for the perfect technology solution for your apparatus? 
Streetwise turns tablet computers into powerful, full-featured MDCs. And unlike smartphone apps, Streetwise is a live, fully networked, enterprise-grade software package that functions just like the more expensive laptop MDC, but is CAD-independent and at a fraction of the cost. Don't settle for less than the best. Check out the online video demonstration today at www.streetwisecadlink.com. Streetwise CadLink, the mobile response software that just works. How old is your fire department thermal imager? Thermal imaging technology is changing as quickly as your smartphone, and the time has come to upgrade your TIC. Coastal Fire System is the exclusive thermal imaging distributor of New York State drill teams and offers the full line of Scott, ISG, and FLIR cameras. Coastal is a one-stop shop for the best brands, so start the upgrade process with the longest-running sponsor of New York State drill teams. Camera servicing also available. Check out Coastal Fire System on Facebook or give them a call at 631-661-75. Integrated Wireless Technologies is proud to be part of the 2015 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom radio solutions, licensing assistance, and top-notch service with fully assured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt. Com. With over 60 years of experience in the fire and rescue business, Nassau Fire Apparatus is known to be the leader in the industry. They are vehicle and equipment distributors who provide products, parts, maintenance, repairs from coast to coast. People working in Nassau Fire not only sell the products and services, but also work in the industry in EMS and as firefighter volunteers. You won't find a more dedicated and experienced team to align with than Nassau Fire Apparatus. Visit them online at www.nassaufire.com for more information. 2016 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 20th and 21st at the new location, the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. It's bigger and better, with many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product lines and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Jolly Tinker Hose Company is the new source for the best racing hose available. Each length is designed to withstand the demands of FD racing. Colored hose and double jackets now available. For more information, call 516-322-6366. Jolly Tinker Hose Company. We have tight hose. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 42nd year of publishing, they're honored to be the official publication and online coverage of New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Inn at New Hyde Park, Long Island's premier catering facility is the first choice for weddings, parties, and corporate events. Owned and operated by local families and firefighters, it sets the standard for supreme service, gourmet, cuisine, and style. The Inn's restaurant, Bossery 214, takes you on a culinary road trip through Europe with our world-renowned chef and an unmatched international beer menu. To book your next event or to celebrate after a tournament, go to www.innatnewhydepark.com or Brasserie 214. Open table or Facebook or call 516-354-7797. Okay, the next event to be run is the efficiency contest. The Joe Hunter drill record is 8.37 and it is held by Central Islip. First team to race number one on your program, the Yellow Hornets of Hempstead. 
Yeah, we're off then. Alright, we're getting ready for the efficiency contest here at Hempstead. Paul, you're going to be okay? I heard you went topless tonight. Yeah, well, it's raining, and I don't have a top on my Jeep. Let's check the radar. I know it's raining. Huh? I believe it. Hey, he's all out of breath and stuff. He must have ran up the, the, the tower to the arch here. Wow, look at he's, he's still trying to catch his dark. He dark. can't even break my chops back. Hornets to have the track here. And right, here we go. A little bit of rain out there. Looks like it might be slowing down already, though. <laughs> here they come. Water across the track. Again, now we got water in the hose. Jogging up to the top on the flap. A lot of spray out of that second coupling there for the Hornets. Maybe only on a half a turn at best. That's all it has to be on. But. Time for the Yellow Hornets. 1-1.35, 11-35. Next to race, number two on your program, the Ironman of Riverhead. Actually, I'm sure you guys have seen couplings maybe on a quarter or an eighth of a turn, right, Art? And just enough to, to get that burst out of the nozzle and enough water to hit the target. There is no requirement. I think I hit the target. Uh, you just wanted to hold together. I hit the target with a quarter or an eighth of a turn. <laughs> so, uh, again, as we've said, folks, uh, the night's moving on and got a little drizzle here in Hempstead. Don't know that it affects the efficiency contest all that much. Uh, what do you think, Artie? No, I don't think so, and it's not that heavy right now. Like, when you're running through puddles or anything like that, they'll be fine out there. It's heavy enough if you don't have a top on you, Chief. Wah. <laughs> Folks, Paul needs a little bit of help if uh, someone could put his top on for him. And I don't have one. You didn't even bring it? Oh, boy. Then he hits 0% for the next seven days on Long Island. Except Zero for, for Hempstead. <laughs> except for right now. Uh, what was that first time? I got to get back. 11 something. So, um, except for Hempstead at 9.05 on Thursday. All right, Riverhead's uh, going to take the and line. And if right anyone there. wants to steal anything out of Paul's Jeep, it is topless right now. That's so you have a chance. It's all up here in my back. So the overall average winning time and efficiency, which you would expect to be excellent, <coughs> 8.82 here at the Joe Hunter over nice. the last 12 years. It's pretty darn good. And if you're Riverhead and you want to do something, man, we've seen teams like Glenwood and some other teams come out here running eight on this track. Get you a little amped up. This is a place to make some noise. Last day tournament here, so they Rough Riders. Correct. Gives you a good feeling for couple weeks. Is that right? Oyster Bay ran an 8 here? Yes. Yeah. The wow. last state drill I thought, or the 09 the 09 state drill maybe. It was. Alright, Riverhead leaves the line approaching the hydrant, makes the right hand turn at the hydrant, has got water across the track. And the, and the, and the oh, second coupling not even close. close. The second coupling man is jogging because he doesn't have the left hand coupling in his hand. I don't know if he notified the Hydra man as... Actually, that was the first coupling, Paul, first and uh, coupling, right, they sorry. couldn't have been more far apart. They ended up about 80 feet apart. Did he leave the line with the river? pushed it back together and is going to get that time, but that was not pretty. Looked like a Cardo's replacement run back. Time for the Ironman. 2-4.02. 24.02. Next to race, number three on your program, the Turtles from Westbury. You guys ever remember seeing a 24 in efficiency? That's a rough number. I think poor Washington. Uh -oh. A 58 or something. <laughs> that was a circus. 
And listen, I know I'm going to get trouble for that. That was Lenny Gombert doing bad news. Big ups, bad to, the, big ups to the Indians. That was Lenny Gombert <laughs> once again doing bad news. Oh Bears music. man, if we can't make a comment or two around here, we're we're all in trouble. That is brought to you by Lenny Gombert again. Wow. And, and if you're listening at home or back at camp, if you haven't heard, the St. George drill is postponed for tomorrow. That uh, was going to be run at Rockville Center this year. Uh, it's going to be postponed to a later date. There was a death in the family of the St. George family. Westbury sitting here with two points. Three contests to go. Eight and a half currently fifth in the drill, so they would need a couple of big runs to be in the mix. So a little bit of drizzle that we're experiencing is uh, dampened the, the crowd a little bit, a little bit quieter, a little more subtle. I think that's the well, most overall of them hung in. effect of efficiency most of the time. That's part of it too. I agree, Paul. Though the stands are, I would still say, three-quarter packed. All right, here we go. Oh, that guy, he got water in the lap on that one at the hydrant. That didn't get across the track. His body prevented it from happening. Westbury finishes their contest. Not exactly what they were looking for. It's three for three at the hydrant so far. It's dark. <laughs> Time for Westbury. 11.81. 11.81. Next to race, number four on the program, the Wolves from Iceland. Artie, Artie, do you, do you get a pattern here? I mean, he... Your brother, he's always defending the Hydra Man. Every time it's dark, it was a little damp, I couldn't plant, there's a little dip. Uh, you sense it a pattern here? Except for the nozzle man already, you know, you have the nozzle on running down the track. It's, it's just sitting there. Well, why you got to deflect like that? Because... Uh, look at him, he's all quiet, look at him. Audie's like, I can't say nothing. <laughs> well, another cookie. Go ahead. Listen. You, you get very offensive with the uh, the nozzleman over there. He gets, a, I mean, defensive. He's defensive with the hydroman over defensive. here. Defensive. I'm stating facts. And you've done both. <laughs> I've done both. Not in this race, but I've done both. All right. Ice up 11 and a half points. They are currently in third place, but only one and a half points out of first. Look at Islip's day. Nothing spectacular, just consistent. 551 garnered him two points in B ladder, 912, four points in C. Here they come. 1272, two and a half, and an 837. Water three. is so in the hose. Water up the, the hydrant. Hose. That is a nice hose lay. If you can get steady up here at the top, it's a good run. Whoa! Whoa! There's something nice going on right there. It's back to back shots for Josh last week in Selden as well. Time for Islip! Eight point seven seven eight seventy seven. Solid efficiency shot. Next to race number five on the program, the Yellow Birds from Copenhagen. Iceland runs an eight sixty four here last year, so it doesn't top that shot. But that is going to be a tough number to beat. By the way, does not come anywhere near the eight thirty seven run by the Hobos, which is the Joe Hunter record. Yeah, that was some shot. That's a half second off, in fact. I don't know how that could happen, possibly, but that was a nice hose lay. Yeah, that's again, like I said, back to back, they ran a real nice shot uh, in Selden in that two day event we had last week. 
Um, and the same, very similar shot to, you know, 877 because we're here. I think they ran a 902 mm-hmm. or 9 flat out there. But, you know, obviously we know the water here. But Josh, on the target both times. Have you putting it in the hose? Nice hose lay. Think about the athletes that are running down the track right there. They actually waited for water. Nice hook up at the hydrant, straight hose lay. They were waiting for water up here at the top. Yeah. That's not easy to do at Hempstead. Lenny, you'd never be waiting for water on this. <laughs> I was shooting 25 feet early. I was just going <laughs> to defer to Artie. Artie, tell, uh, tell our listeners, uh, maybe after this run, about how quick the water can creep up your butt as a nozzle man here at Efficiency. It's, like, dangerous. Oh. Uh, Copeg Yellowbirds, three points on the day. Taking off for the hydrant. It is there. Right-hand turns. Got water in the hose. Good through the first lane. Not as good as ice. Second lane. Guy drops the hose a little bit. Now they're trying to pull out the last 25 feet. And it hurts him. That guy dropping that hose in the mid-length hurt them at the top end. (laughs) Time for the Yellowbirds. 9.98998. Next to race number six on your program, the Roadrunners from Port Washington. So, Artie, what I was referring to, again, we, we you know we, we talk about it all the time. Great water here in Hempstead. Um, yeah, when we say great water, usually we're talking about under 470 and the 46s or whatever, which it was timed at today. But there's just a little more, there's a little more volume here. Yeah, a little more. It can really more. kick you in the butt if you and your backup man, maybe the most important guy here in efficiency, the backup man to the yeah, nozzle man. No doubt. Well, I've lost my backup man here once in efficiency. Scruffy went down. That couldn't have been pretty. <laughs> no, it was not. Um, so that was a tough one that day. But yeah, you really got to rely on your backup man here to take up some of that. Uh, the whip or the, you know that the force coming in as you established yourself to hit the target um, and it's just a very important and really staying outside don't cut in too early to allow that host to like kind of bunch up behind you to really create that S right. that really is going to want to force your hips to go side to side now, Paul you've seen it from a different angle where, where you used to run in different positions um, you've seen plenty of good nozzle men get tossed around here in efficiency yeah and I mean you look at that last situation that Copeg did we'll talk about in a sec Washington's about ready to leave. Washington capable of putting up an eight. They're off. Look like a real clean start. Approaching the hydrant. At the hydrant, he's got water in the hose. First length is good. Second length is good. They got the hose down the track. Well, I was going to say, better than Kopech. Got the top. Makes the target. I don't think it's an ice lip target hit. If he didn't get it with the first drop, shot. though, he was in trouble. He was not. He was not solid. Time for the road run. Got it on a sweep. 9.02. 9.02. Next to race number seven on your program, the Redskins from Bay Shore. You take that Copay shot and then you take the Port Washington shot. Very similar getting to the first coupling. What happens in the Copay shot is that the guy in the middle of the mid length drops that hose. And when you have water getting through the hose as quick as it is here, you're killing your guys up top because that water's charged. The hose is charged and they have to drag all that. They're never going to make it to the nozzle line. They're never going to get set. Here, the first two lengths, guys did a nice job getting it out. It left them to the capability of setting up for the target hit. And again, you don't have to crush it to run an I know too. <laughs> but if he, if he didn't hit it when he hit it, he was in big trouble. Yes. He, he, he swiped at he that got, is what I'll call it, folks. He 
He wasn't holding it steady close to the flap. The he look on his he face. got it on a pass. As he, as he goes yeah. under the arch right, look on his face. He I got think. it on talking a, about that. He exactly. got it on a pass. And, uh, hey, he, some he of the best hits, some of the best nozzle hits are that way. But he, in my opinion, wasn't in 100% control. No, he had that 885 to 905 window. And then after that, it was going to be a 1050. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music. But it, uh, it happens. And, uh, hey. Nozzle men will take it. Sometimes you, you miss it by that little bit, right, Art? And uh, yeah. sometimes you catch it. So. Yeah, I mean, there's times you, you even get the flap or you tickle it a little bit and move it, but you don't get it enough when you come across it. But, you you know, uh, Paul, you were talking during the run, water in the hose. Danny just looking so smooth at the hydrant. I mean, oh, yeah. smooth as butter up there. It's just consistency. and Sometimes teams forget about having that steady water every single time. And Danny been doing it for uh, the Roadrunners for a long time. Big shot here 30 years. If Bayshore wants to remain in the mix for first place overall, they're going to have to put up a good time that is comparable to Islip's. Bayshore won this two years ago with an 8.88 and won the inaugural Joe Hunter with a 9.10. They're off the line. Looks like a clean start. Approaching the hydrant at the hydrant. Water's in the hose. First length looks good. Second length looks good. Oh, there you go. Backup man is doing it by himself. Look at Skippy hit it by himself. It's going to save himself some points, but... Chris Edsel taking a little tumble about 50 feet Time short of the, the nozzle Redskins. line. 9.37, 9.37. That was Next very to similar. race number eight on your program, the Minutemen from Manhasset, Lakeville. And Chris Edsel, the backup man there for Bay Shore, taking a tumble about, uh, I'm going to say, 50 feet shy of the nozzle line. Yeah. Skippy doing a hell of a job by himself, still honing in on that target already and getting a decent shot. I, I would yeah. venture a guess if Skippy ran the nozzle like that normally with him behind him where he has both set, he would hit the target a heck of a lot better yeah. doing it that style if he has the backup man with him. He had really good form at the end, Skippy, and he he was Skippy's balanced, not a big guy, folks. Square. Balanced and square, which is yeah. he doesn't usually get there. But he is not a big man in stature. What yeah. does he stand? Maybe 5'9", 5'10", at best? No, well, that's five, not uh, he, he had to get square so he wasn't going anywhere. Heck of he a job. he would shoot normally at the target like that, he would improve his average target hit. Yeah, a lot of times he comes in with his hips open and uh, kind of gets pushed across a little bit. All right, so they we're looking at a 8.77 by Isop, 9.02 Port Washington, 9.37 by Bayshore as Manhasset comes to the line. Really couldn't see anything going on. I don't know if you guys caught it or not. What what happened to Chris Edsel there? I, I thought I'm hose, assuming he I, I got thought, caught in the hose. I thought hose caught him. Yeah, I thought the, the loop between him and Al back in there caught his right foot. So Chris getting tripped up in the hose a little bit and... Uh, Good thing was he didn't hold on to the hose. We've seen guys go down and hold on to the hose. Then you could really screw up the rod. Pulling down but the he, Yeah, he, he bailed on the hose and uh, gave Skippy a chance. And actually, Skippy did a nice job. All right, Manhasset comes to the line. They're here because of their run in officially, I believe, with the state drill. Yep. See if they could uh, back that up. They're off. Clean start. Coming into the hydrant. Water is in the hose. First length looks good. Second length looks good. Getting it to the curb. Down. Oh, and he hits it from, from Scott. 40 feet. Yeah, at least. Second coupling man. Stumbling and bumbling, but doing a good job getting it out. Time for the Minutemen. 9.21921. Next to race number nine on your program, the Snails from Lindenhurst. Shots good for third place currently. Now we go to the Snails. Snails have had two tough contests in a row. Looking to get back on the board after a great latter day. Just great latter day. And this is a race they can, can definitely, you know, put up the heavy numbers with the big boys. 
Great shot last year they put up at North Belmore's drill. This is one of those races where you want to be riding those young legs, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they got a lot they, of them out there. Had that, right, enthusiasm, that um, injection from the junior uh, program. The rain's coming down harder. Still hasn't went out the track 100%. People are starting to maneuver themselves in the stands. Yeah, Back towards a couple camps. Now you're seeing people move out. Yeah, you're seeing the puddles are awash in drops. Thought Fred was going to jump off the arch. Surprise me. He's waiting for Seahose to start. Not that bad, Fred. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be with Seahose. Mike Ward ran in that contest. Now he's the star man. Oh, he was call off. With a knee pad? Is that rough? Oh, he's getting ready, for these ready, getting ready for buckets. <laughs> he's getting ready for buckets. Buckets. Did he get knocked over a couple times down there? All right, here come one of her snails. Track's theirs. Like They're off. A, like to see a nice eight right here. Clean start. He's got water in the hose. First length looks good. Second length looks good. Getting it out at the top. Got to prevent that whip. Oh! oh. He lit it oh, up right there, Paul. He lit up the flap. First drop of water right there. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to touch. Time for Lindenhurst. 8.81. for Lindenhurst. That's the race number 11 on your programs. The Westerners from West Hempstead. Real good shot right there. I think your difference is maybe water on. I think I could put a little water on a little bit better and water through the hose. Islip's hose lay, though that hose lay was real good. I think Islip's hose lay might have been a little straighter. I just, at the end of the contest, I think Josh just gets to the target a little bit. Josh has just got a little bit better wheels. They had a little bit more hose to pull out the last 50 feet That's than Islip did. Well, let's face it. We're talking about hundredths of a second, guys. Four hundredths. Great shot. That's what I mean. Excellent. It's, you know, we're, we're, we're spinning but, hair. You know what? Good for them. They bounce back. You know, they had yeah. a good start to the day. Now they bounce back and put themselves in the mix. And, and you know what? You know what? This is a positive angle in towards Linderhurst right now is... Pump. Pump's a crapshoot right here. Yeah. You know, you see I's not going to run there 550. Right. This is going to be a crapshoot. Now it's an open game. Buckets, yeah. be a little bit of a different story. This is a great arch for a CI to run buckets. Yeah. Anybody can run. This is a great arch yeah. for buckets, period. So the snails showing us as the rain comes down a little harder. They're not afraid of the dampness. They're not afraid of the moisture. They are snails. And they snails weren't doing their thing. That time wasn't snail-like. West Hempstead, they put themselves back in the mix despite not competing in two contests today, six points. They'll need a heavy shot to further their advancement towards the track at the end of the day. But again, Craig's in this contest. Yeah. They don't have his body here. Yeah. Water on. First length, not bad. Second length, a little bit of kinkage. Glass length's kinked up. Target hit. Dirty. Look, he can do that by nice himself. See the Why man let me have it right. and I'll pull out three lanes by like Time it. for the Westerners. 9.52, 9.52. Next to race number 12 on your program, the Termites from New Hyde Park. I'll We're do it all to. by myself. Mr. Dougherty, uh getting down there, showing it, that the big men can get it done. And if you're going to be a big nozzle man, this is the place to be, right, Artie? I mean, yeah. uh, again, we talk about holding on. He's Although, we saw Skippy do it himself. Nozzle man. Yeah, a bigger I, I, nozzle man. Besides you, Lenny, but you weren't this big when you were running. 
Uh, he does a good job, you know. And again, if he would have pick a, put a lineup in their team and say, "Hey, pick up the efficiency now," then they get up. You might not even pick him in the race. <laughs> I might let him, let him run turn on. <laughs> have three teams pick guys for efficiency. He might not get picked. Yeah. <laughs> He might not get picked. And then if he opens his mouth. Why got to pick on the big guy? opens his mouth, he's definitely not getting picked. That's kudos to him. He's got to sit there quiet. All right, so now we're talking about it. What's the furthest you ever ran down the track in efficiency? I ran nozzle years. Stop. Lenny. I don't remember that. (laughs) Those must have been the fuzzy years for you. I guess so. That's late 80s. You were out of it. You ran nozzle? All the time. Really? Beating St. James every week. Late 80s one. I don't Saint know. James was trying to I remember him crying a lot. The different little things. They were running out of the middle. They oh, yeah. The well, I thought they were going to slide one. Copy in the 40 Thieves a little uh, bit. A little oh, bit. Oh, my friends. See a little fireworks off in the distance, folks. So, uh, <coughs> in the rain. Reminder, yeah. Fourth of July. This Saturday. Pretty in pink's on the line. The New Hyde Park Termites. Ooh, did an extra light just go on there? Like an extra light just lit up here on the track. Water's in the hose. Oh, oh, another first coupling episode right here. One of those things you said earlier, you don't notice it till it goes south. Don't want to be no, or you don't want to be noticed. Uh, the first coupling man doesn't want to be noticed in efficiency. Usually it's the nozzle man or the, the hydrogen man or the stick man. If we're talking about you as the first coupling man, it's usually not good. That's what happened here with the termites as that coupling blew apart. They put it back together and complete the race. Time for the termites. 25.96. Ladies and gentlemen, while I have your attention, I was just notified by Matt Spinelli that down over by the beer tent, the Park Place Fried Oreos Company, I guess it is. If you're going by Fried Oreos right now, all the proceeds are going to the Joe Hunter Memorial Drill. So go down there and support the the drill. Thanks. Lenny, stop. Stop, Lenny. Get out of my way. I'm coming through. All right, so we're looking at first place right here. Isa with that heavy 877. Lindenhurst, 881. Port Washington, 902. Manhasset, 921. Bayshore, currently the lucky dog, 937 in fifth place. With the North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers coming to the line. The Knockers with eight points on the day. We need Fred. So amongst other culinary specialties that you can get at a fire department drill, there are fried Oreos here this evening. Not many Instead, left, I bet no. after this rush heads over no. there. No, come on, go down and get me one, Paul. Do the right thing. Your wife's here. <laughs> You're going to make me give her another shout-out? I'll shout it out if she brings us fried Oreos. <laughs> you heard it, Sandy, if you, uh, <laughs> you want to get in good with the Bayshore boys. Bring uh, Paul and Artie up some fried Oreos. Or Billy and Mary Etzel. I got to give them a shout out. Otherwise, Billy will cry like a baby. Oh, he's never going to make it. No. Now I see him. Now he's waving, probably, no. right? I finally mentioned Oh, look at this. Oh, wow. You can't miss him now. He can't. He's got the now umbrella. Now he's waving. He's going to go get him. Uh, North Lindenhurst. He'll never alive. make it there alive. All right. North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers. Track is set. They're off. Approaching the hydrant. And water's in the hose. First length, second length. Boy, the water's catching them up at the top. Oh, there it is. That's what we said earlier. If you're not going to hit it, it'll take you for a little spin. That, that The plate was, was tickled. It was moving. Artie, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't see exactly what happened. Maybe Paul didn't describe it perfect on that one. Explain to people what happened. Time for the piston knockers. 17.18. 17.18. 
Next to race number 16 on your program, the Hobos from Central Islip. Against that water catching them before. They're really fully set, and it starts to throw them off. Back of man gets a little turned, and then again, if that back of man gets moved behind you, it's just going to throw everything off of the nozzle man. And not only did they not hit it with the first water, he missed it with the second and third water, and then lost, really lost control, right, Paul? I mean, yeah. they, to the point where the, the hydro man had to shut it down. Well, that's he couldn't even hold on to it. That's what's going to happen here. You got that window of hitting, and then after that, if that pressure just keeps building on you, you're going to start to get tossed. It, uh, it's happened to many good nozzle men here at Hempstead over the years. It's almost a, a badge of honor to hang on to that thing, right, Artie? I mean, yeah. and again, Paul, I forgot you ran there, but um, to, to hold on here at Hempstead is is a challenge, and to stay with it. Uh, again, we go back to watching Bayshore before, and, and Skippy doing it by himself. Just just amazing, the, uh, the physical um, dexterity that he showed there. Uh, this is the way we think about it. This is a big shot for the hobos. That's what the snails put up. Hobos, uh, snails are currently in second with an 881, one point out. So the hobos, and this is back to the last three, unlike last week where it was the middle three. This is back to the last three, usually where the hobos shine, but they're going to yeah. have to shine bright with an 88. Uh, I wouldn't count them out, that's for sure. Heck no. They're thinking practice run right here, folks, which would be a solid aid for them. They're off, making the approach at the hydrant, right-hand turn. Water's in the hose smoothly. First length is to the ground. Second length to the ground, up at the top, running towards it. Didn't have to hit Isla Pad or Lindenhurst, but I bet you the water through's pretty good. I'm going to say that's a second or third place shot right there. Time for the Hobos. 8.90. There we go, third place. We'll wait for the overall points from our... Roll the equipment. I can do it because we're just on the radio. So first place right there is going to be Islip. And Islip is going to take the lead in the drill. Actually, yep. Islip's going to have 16 and a half. Second place is going to be Linenhurst. They're going to have 16. Third place is going to be Central Islip. They're going to have 16. Fourth place is going to be a 902 Port Washington. They're going to have six and a half. And fifth place, Manhasset Lakeville getting on the board. They're going to have one. So with two contests to go, Westbury two, Islip leading with 16 and a half. Copeg three, Port Washington six and a half. Bayshore ten, Manhasset one, Lindenhurst 16, West Hempstead six, New Hyde Park five. North Lindy 8, CI 16. So there is a three teams within a half point. 16 and a half, Islip is it. leading. Second is a tie between Lindenhurst and Central Islip with 16. Then you go down to Bayshore with 10. They're in fourth. Oh, North Lindenhurst is in fifth with eight. And then you have West Hempstead and Port Washington six and a half. Results of the efficiency contest. First place, five points, number four, Islip. Second place, four points, number nine, Lindenhurst. Third place, three points, number 16, Central Islip. Fourth place, two points, number six, Port Washington. Fifth place, one point, number eight, Manhasset Lakeville. All right, I think uh, with that... Fred, we're going to hit the commercials right here as we get ready for motor pump. We'll be back. 
With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State's Real Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products that do rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Fatty McGee's in East Islip Wednesday is ladies night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course those famous Fatty's Wings. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. Local and SDI is the company behind its game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments, including Central Islip, to solve the challenge of accounting for members to respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Bill Fox Company has been in business for over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and Yellow Hornets. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. Coastal Fire System is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Coastal is your one-stop shop for all you SCBA and fire equipment needs. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RIT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, High Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves. For more information, check them out at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. Whether you've been a FASNI Credit Union member for years, just become a member or yet to take advantage of our member-friendly products and services, we have the local tools you and your family and your fire department need for financial success. and free checking to shared branching and mobile banking. When it comes to your finances, we are fully involved. To learn more about our products and services, visit us at www.fastacu.com. Attention, fire chiefs and commissioners. You already know New York State has mandated that your department supply your members with bailout rope systems. Coastal Fire System is also the exclusive bailout system distributor for New York State drill teams. The friends at Coastal are equipment dealers for Petzl, Scott, CMC, Colorado Systems that can walk you through the state requirements to ensure the safety of your members. Your bailout system process starts and finishes with the folks at Coastal, a family-owned and operated business. Check them out online at CoastalFireSystems.com or give them a call at 631-661-7515. The Titan Group is back supporting drill team racing and taking their game to the next level with 20 years experience in the apparel industry and the addition of an in-house design team. We will find exactly what you're looking for. This year, join Team Titan and let us handle all your apparel and equipment needs and be part of all the Team Titan's promotions. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. Owned and operated by members of the drill team community, we know what it takes to run your team. Let us handle everything from jerseys to helmets and take to trophies. We are one-stop shop for all your drill team needs. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind or Devin Robinson on the track. 
you're up. Get on. The Titan Group. Have you been looking for the perfect technology solution for your apparatus? Streetwise turns tablet computers into powerful, full-featured MDCs. And unlike smartphone apps, Streetwise is a live, fully networked, enterprise-grade software package that functions just like the more expensive laptop MDC, but is CAD independent and at a fraction of the cost. Don't settle for less than the best. Check out the online video demonstration today at www.streetwisecadlink.com. Streetwise CADLINK, the mobile response software that just works. How old is your fire department thermal imager? Thermal imaging technology is changing as quickly as your smartphone, and the time has come to upgrade your TIC. Coastal Fire System is the exclusive thermal imaging distributor of New York State drill teams. It offers the full line of Scott, ISG, and FLIR cameras. Coastal is a one-stop shop for the best brands, so start the upgrade process with the longest-running sponsor of New York State drill teams. Camera servicing also available. Check out Coastal Fire System on Facebook, or give them a call at 631 661 Integrated Wireless Technologies is proud to be part of the 2015 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom radio solutions, licensing assistance, and top-notch service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. With over 60 years of experience in the fire and rescue business, Nassau Fire Apparatus is known to be the leader in the industry. They are vehicle and equipment distributors who provide products, parts, maintenance, repairs from coast to coast. People working in Nassau Fire not only sell the products and services, but also work in the industry in EMS and as firefighters volunteers. You won't find a more dedicated and experienced team to align with than Nassau Fire Apparatus. Visit them online at www.nassaufire.com for more information. The 2016 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 20th and 21st at the new location, the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. It's bigger and better, with many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product lines and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Jolly Tinker Hose Company is the new source for the best racing hose available. Each Lent is designed to withstand the demands of FD Racing. Colored hose and double jackets now available. For more information, call 516-322-6366. Jolly Tinker Hose Company. We have tight hose. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 42nd year of publishing, they're honored to be the official publication and online coverage of New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage on Fire News on FireNews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art Bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products that reduce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. All right, we're back with a couple races to go. Great tournament, great finish we're looking forward to. 
Okay, the next event to be run is the motor pump competition. The Joe Hunter record is 6.15. It is held by Central Islip. First team on the line, number one on your program, the Yellow Hornets from Hempstead. Uh, Paul, I know we're, we're used to the uh, the times here at, in motor pump, but 6.15 as the Joe Hunter drill record. Not a smoking hot time. Pretty impressive. I'll have to give you that, Lenny. A, six, a 6.15, is that what you're talking about here yeah, in Hempstead? That's impressive if you ask me. I'll tell you, one of the things I'm looking forward to see, the CI take one of the guys off the back of the truck so he can stand next to Billy holding the umbrella in the contest. You I'm know, that's something I noticed, Artie. Did you get a chance to see that as the Central Islip Hobos came down the truck? They had an umbrella uh, covering the driver. I did, actually, and I made a comment last week to Billy because it was raining last week. And okay. Had one, and he said it. He told me, I said... Billy, what's with the umbrella? And he said it's to protect the gauges on the dash. Oh, it's the gauges. It's the gauges. The gauges. The gauges. Oh, the gauges. Okay. All right, Hempstead Yellow Hornets slash Rascals. About to take the track right here. Wow. Average winning time, motor pump, Joe Hunter drill, 6.55. Wow. Okay. And that includes your 6.15, so think about that. Just to expect more out of motor pump. I know we don't usually get it here in Hempstead, but let's see what happens. Here they come. Yellow Hornets making their way down the track here in the rain at Hempstead, Long Island, New York. They're at the hydrant. Water's up. He sucked it up. He's got it going through the truck. Nozzle down. Water out slowly. It makes its way and he hits the target. I thought the truck drifted to the middle a little bit. I don't think he got it on the hydro right away, Artie. What'd you see? No, he, he didn't get it on for the first second or so. He was scooping water and trying to force it on. Let's see. We might have a problem with the clocks. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Our crack team of officials looking a little unsure. It's mandatory, yes. Yes. Yes, it's a safety. So again, I think Hempstead had a little problem getting the hydrant on. Again, a real good water flow. Let's see what happens here. The officials are... Uh, Determining. There will be an overtime for Hempstead. Overtime. Rev, just scream out. This is the only contest out of the eight contests where there is a mandatory overtime based on safety of the participants. Usually in a contest when, or a, in a drill when you have certain amount of teams, overtime, if it's under that amount, will not be taking place in any of the contests with the exception of the motor pump contest. Next team to race is number two on your program, the Ironman from Riverhead. So why is motor pump a little bit different, Paul, for those that aren't quite in the know in our racing world? Just why is motor pump uh, a little different and it has a mandatory overtime? I think it's during the time period that the injuries can take place would be if you keep on going 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 seconds. So what you're saying is the longer these teams that, are pumping sometimes, if uh, you don't know, okay. <laughs> wow, I, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. Tape Did you get that, Artie? He doesn't know something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, folks, the idea is that the longer you pump in this contest, the more dangerous it is. Dangerous right, next up, the Riverhead Ironman. The Ironmen are at the Joe Hunter. Based on their performance in motor pump at the state drill, they'd like to back it up real well with a good shot right here.
venture a guess, a good shot would be anything in the sixes at this point. A little bit of rain on the track. Hempstead pump situation. Yeah, it's coming down pretty steady now, folks. Riverhead meandering in towards the hydrant, about to cross the timing light. They do. Off the truck, at the hydrant. It's got water in the hose. Nice target trip. That's a nice shot right Methodical. Hold he's up. got it, he's got it, he's got it. Thought he had it tripped. Did the light to drive it? Off? I don't know if maybe well, the I don't know if the... I don't know that the driver... You know, uh, I think it's the light situation, Then You know, when yeah. you're a driver, you look up at that light, you'll tell you... When Hold it up! They're giving him water for a third time now, folks, and the target's been tripped for quite some time, so... That inner clock is to tell you somewhere towards overtime, if you yeah. did. Your attention, please. There'll be a rerun for Riverhead Digital Era. Riverhead not going to like that. Um, they were actually the on the bad end of a, a call like that at the town of Brookhaven Drill where they ran first and the officials uh, inadvertently did not turn the pump back on. I should say the officials, maybe it was the local committee, did not open the gates back up. Um, so they ran first at the town of Brookhaven Drill and didn't get any water into the truck. Had to get a rerun. So happening again here to the river at Ironman in the motor pump contest. Look at Twan on that ladder. He's a natural. Cat-like. We're going to run a couple tests here at the lights, I believe. Make sure all's in sync. Again, with the rain out, sometimes the, the eyes get a little sensitive. This is where we really have to uh, recognize all of the hard work that our officials and local committee do in this weather. And again, of course, you fans in the stands, and there's quite a few still guys that are hanging in there in what's a pretty heavy rain right now. Ooh, we got a little cowbell action. <laughs> I'm going to guess Lindenhurst is in the house. <laughs> Riverhead going to back into the most loyal fans hanging in there right now. Real troopers. So Riverhead is now backing off uh, from the hydrant. I guess they'll repack their hose, Paul, and get set up for when they want to rerun. Is that correct? Yeah, they could fall in line pretty much at any place they would like to, as long as they're considerate of the teams around them. Looks like we're still doing some work on the lights at the start line. Hardy, what was your feelings on that? If you were going to get a rerun, did you want to go right away and get at it? Did you want to wait until the end of the race? What was your feelings on that? Uh, depending on what where the numbers are in the race, you know, if you wanted to play the racing game and wait to the end and see what they were. Uh, you know, if they were. The next team to race is number three on your program, the Turtles from Westbury. Or if there were no numbers up there, maybe you jump back in, put your shot up, and put the pressure on everyone else. I think you want to be sure that the, uh, the clocks and the timing equipment are now fixed, so when you throw your next shot up there, you know, it's legit. If it's a better shot, if it's not, you want to try to maybe go again. <laughs> oh, you're always looking for a way to beat the system, Paul. All right, Westbury currently with two points. As patriotic as they could get. Red, white, and blue blinkers on the front of a hood adorned with the American flag here on a 4th of July weekend. comes the Westbury Turtles. 
Making their way to the timer light. Crossed it. Lights on. Water in the truck. Here we go. Up at the top. Out the tip. He was on the, he was on the straight line, but looked like a little high. Yeah, the run looked overall uh, smooth, but not the best target hit. Again, just so tough here. Time for the turtles. 7.66766. Next to race is number four on your program, the Wolves from Iceland. Almost need to come here and almost change your contest a little bit and tweak it a little bit the way you normally run. Yeah, we're still waiting for that time to set the mark for everybody to aim at here in Motor Pump. You know, when we get out here for the regular Hempstead invite, somebody will put up a 6667, and all of a sudden that becomes the mark. Right now it's a 766. That's shot by Westbury as the time to beat. Islip, your leader at the drill with two races to go, 16 and a half points. Think about how difficult it is to run a good motor pump time here. You're thinking, water in the hose, water out the tip, let's hit the target, see what we get. I don't think anybody's trying to do that 6.15 today. Again, any other track uh, in New York State, you would say 6.15, not all that impressive. We're, a lot of us are used to seeing fives and the track records being in the fives. Not so much so here at Hempstead. There's a whole bunch of factors involved. We're getting late at night. Lights on, rain in your face. Hempstead's motor pump track. You run a 6.8, you might be all right. Just, uh, it just reminds you again and again of the uniqueness of this facility here at Hempstead that many of us enjoyed for uh, many, many decades now. Uh, people referring to it as Disneyland, is that right, Artie? Yeah. Uh, just because the water is so good, BHOs, COs, efficiency, yep. again, and motor pump, completely different animal. All right, here come those Islip Wolves. They've left the start line, heading towards the timing light. At the timing light, off the truck, at the hydrant. Uh, he tried to scoop it. He lost a little bit of water. Now the water's making it to the tip. He hits it pretty much with the first drop. I thought he lost some water back at the hydrant. Yeah, I don't think he was on the hydrant at all. He, uh, he was half on, and I think the stick man also brought it back a half as well. Time for the Wolves. 7.96796. Next to race number five on the program, the Yellow Birds from Copay. Hello, guys. I saw a lot of water spraying out of that hydro when he first got there. 796 gives a little bit of opening to the other teams that are half point back. This is where running in the back of the pack is going to help you. Yep. Islip Wolves get a nice hand from their uh, their fans. The Wolves crowd hanging in there even through this bad weather. Watching the track committee do their job, guys, but almost comical with the way it's raining right now. I mean, they're getting rid of puddles, but you're not going to drive this track. Copag Yellowbirds, last year's winner of the motor pump contest with a 661. 
currently with three points today. They would take that 661 in a Six split second right now. One taking the contest last year. Being a non-sanctioned drill today, uh, Jocko getting the day off behind the arch from testing all the hose. No equipment being tested today, a non-sanctioned drill. Here comes Kopeg making their way to the hydrant. At the time of light, they're off. At the hydrant, it's got water going in. Out the tip, target. Controlled run. Quiet run. Yeah. Correction by the Nozleman. He knew he was going to be off the line. Quickly corrected it. Time for the Yellowbirds. 6.99699. Maybe the quietest 699 Next ever. Next to race, number six on your program, the Roadrunners from Port Washington. You could tell the Yellowbirds had a plan right there, and they were going to execute it, and they did a real good job of it. Six is going to score his point, I bet. It's got to, I would say. Pretty close to getting a guaranteed point here in the contest. Port Washington's currently six and a half points. I mean, it was as basic as you can get in motor pump right there, Artie. Get it on the hydrant. Get the water flow. Let the nozzle man and his guys set up, and let's hit the target. I almost thought it was let the truck fill up with water. A lot of That's it. kind of the trick here. As so. the yellow birds pass under the arch, we're going to look towards the start line. like the rain seemed to slow down a little bit. I think it's just this one shower looked like on the radar. Let's hope. Sorry. All right, the last bits of water being pushed away from under the hydrant. Looks like we're ready to go. White flag's been given. Oh. One more sweep. Yeah, a little bit more water, I guess. Now it's ready. So we see Port Washington here on the line. No headlights. Does that mean anything to you guys? Uh, maybe they're broken. I'm just asking, does it make a difference? Didn't make a difference to me. I mean, some yeah, teams no. have them, some teams don't. Some teams have wipers, they didn't use them. Bayshore just had them on behind, turned them off. Yeah, just a couple teams turned yeah. them off now. We don't want to create that reflection either for the guys. All right, here comes the poor Washington Roadrunners. Six and a half points on the day. Making their way to the time and light. They're over it, off the truck, at the hydrant. It's got water going into the oh. truck, but blows off the discharge side. Trying to reattach it. Mm, now it's reattached. I would say that's an overtime. Overtime, overtime. Chris Perry just woke up. <laughs> Taking a nap. So the, the Roadrunners scurrying to complete the contest, but uh, to no avail. Next team to race number seven on your program, the Redskins from Bay Shore. All right, Bay Shore staring at a 699, currently first place in the contest. They have 10 points on the day. 
six and a half points out of first with two to go. It's like a couple drips still taking place down there in the puddles. Paul, I think you got some fans down here waving at you. Nope. No? They're not fans? Not waving at me. <laughs> Good to see uh, the crowd hanging in there through this nasty weather. Oh, they're going to make their way out for the end of this drill. It's going to be a tight finish. They're cheering on their teams. It's good to see. 699 first place. 766 by Westbury. Currently in second place. There's a guy waving at me. <laughs> and saluting. Wow. Finally, somebody here older than me. Not many. <laughs> All right, looks like the track's been swept. Waiting on the white flag. There it is. Again, only so much you can do to get the track dry right now. We're getting rid of puddles. Yeah, they're really concentrating on those puddles that and are under the hydrant, which is only fair to everybody. you got to get rid of those. The rest of the track, they're, they're really ignoring, which is basically what you should be doing. In this uh, in this race, I would always have a, a towel or some of something uh, on the step where I was going to push off, my push-off foot, just so I didn't slip pushing off the truck. Once you're on the ground, hey, it's, it's game on. Those uh, old I slip on that initial jump. Those old high-top Reeboks you were wearing. Yeah. Uh, now the lights were working. Old twinkle toes at the end before you went down. <laughs> Whatever it takes, Artie, you know. That's it. Plenty of fives in your day. Yeah, we ran a couple. All right, but, uh, make sure it's ready to leave the line. Here we go. Never here. Again, motor <laughs> pump here at Hempstead. Top contest. Here come the skins. They've left the star line, heading toward the timing light. Good speed over the timing line, tacking the hydrant at the hydrant. Low, and that water just headed back towards the start line. Now he's at the target. Oof. Just caught the flap at the end of the, the pumping cycle there, but uh, that run went... Went bad early when they missed the hydrant, so... Time for the Redskins. 8.78878. Next to race, number eight on the program, the Minutemen from Manhasset, Lakeville. All right, Manhasset, now they're the ones that are looking at the 699. We said, hey, you run a six. Let's see where we end up. Right now it's still in first place, 699, Copeg Yellowbirds. Talking about Copeg again. Again, we said a functional run and exactly what they did. One of those contests, motor pump here at Hempstead. If you're if you're a real good motor pump team, it's gonna work for you to some degree. But you can also throw a lot of that out out the window because you just don't know what could happen here with your run or anybody else. Very tricky. Uh, I typically would always play the game of trying to get my nozzle man up the track a little bit more. Yeah, hold that pump. Yeah, and this way I'm gonna cut my time from water out of the nozzle to the flap. So if I can get him a little further up the street and holding that pump a little bit, it's going to make a big difference. Manasseh Lakeville with one point currently today in the drill. Scored an efficiency, which is the contest that got them here to the Joe Hunter. 13th annual Joe Hunter Memorial Drill. Looking forward to an exciting finish. And Manasseh Lakeville can play a part in it right now. The Minutemen 
with a chance to jump in there in the motor pump contest. They only have to run a 699 or better to put themselves in first place. Give a shout out to all the volunteers today who are helping put on this drill. People at the gate, people selling the shirts, selling the food, local committee, everybody pitching in for the for the drill. It's a great job. A true fundraiser, already uh, yep. for the right reasons. Yep. Great job, as always, by Matt Spinelli, the Hunter family. All right, looks like the Minutemen are about ready to go. Track's ready. Men are getting on the back of the truck. This is a race right now with the amount of teams left. Every team realizes they've got a real shot at scoring here, Paul. Yep. All right, here comes Manhasset. They've left the start line, heading to the time and light, over the time and light at the hydrant. And the water is in the hose, going through the truck. Sets that nozzle down. He looks to be a little bit left. Ooh. Now he loses control of hair. Now he gets... Hold it up! Hold it up! They're going to be in overtime. He set up left right from the get-go, and he was pointing at the stands not later after that. Overtime for Manhasset Lakeville. Overtime. Next team to race, number nine on your program, the Snails from Lindenhurst. Oh, Paul, I think you nailed it when uh, the nozzle man set up. I, I think he was set up crooked the whole way. Uh, sometimes you'll see a nozzle man put it down straight and the hose is crooked behind him. That will force the stream to go in a different direction. But in that case, it appeared he put it down a little bit sideways. <laughs> So Manhasset, not going to pick up the points they could have right there. Again, this motor pump contest seems to be wide open, fellas. And we're going to go to the Lindenhurst Snails, so they're happy to see that. They're half point out, but with Islip already in third place in the contest, Lindenhurst has the great opportunity, at least for a little while, to jump ahead of them with a decent shot right here. So you're saying they've got their eyes on the prize, those Absolutely. Lindenhurst snails? Just uh, got a quick text from Josh Marshall and the old Henry boys listening up uh, in the western area, sending out uh, also a congrats to the Skins on their seven. I think he said that's Chris Etzel's first seven. Oh, very nice. Chris Etzel's first seven in Beho, so. Also a shout out to the great Ben Cobras. Cobras are together. Just sent in a little picture of the party they got going on listening to tonight's drill say hello to everybody here on long island hello to great guys up in great bend big ups to the cobras i don't see any uh alcohol in that picture of course it's like it's a not the cobra little early little early it's like a water and and soda party big shot here for the snails so again the lindenhurst snails on the line you know we got some loyal fans out there we love to hear those cowbells <laughs> Ah, see how easy that was, Paul? Oh, boy. Track is theirs. All right, tracks for the snails. It's a big shot for the snails. It is. This is a big They're shot for the They're in a good position right now in the drill. They really are. There they come. Nice speed coming in. He's over the timing light. He's at the hydrant. Got to be methodical. He's got water in the hose. He's down on the nozzle. He's pumping at the target. I like it. I like it. Lindenhurst Snails putting up a shot when they need it. Time for Lindenhurst. 
7.01. So Lindenhurst doing their... Uh, Next to race for their rerun is number two on your program, the Ironman from Riverhead. Doing their version of the Yellowbirds yeah, well, motor pump where the methodical, get the water the flow, slower version the of the Yellowbirds by two hundredths, but two hundredths, a nice smooth run for the Snails. They needed some points and uh, I think they're going to get them. What did they used to call them, the West Lindenhurst or something like that? <laughs> Might not be so friendly after this. Two hundreds could cost them something big. They were methodical, that's for sure. They wanted to put water in the hose. They wanted to get this hose down the street. They did both at the target. Snails are a happy group as they go under the arch right here. Don't usually see teams all that excited about running a seven in motor pump, but uh, we're in Hempstead. They might have lost a, a touch of water at the hydrant, too. Yeah, I thought he waited a little bit. Well, too. but I thought he lost a little, and I think that could be the difference of the 701 to the maybe a 690 there. Hi, Riverhead's coming to us for their rerun. Might not have had it all the way on. You know, sometimes that snap coupling goes on a little crooked, and yeah. you got a little spray coming out, and then you got to smack it to the other side to, to lock it in. Go ahead. Riverhead for their rerun. Yeah, I'm sure they want to. They want to have something to say about running a 6.99 and winning this contest. Try to look back there, guys. What do we got? Four or five teams to go, I guess. Yep. Yeah. We have a, a steady rain coming back right now. Oh yeah. Track's been cleared for the Ironmen. So running a six here in Hempstead is always a challenge. Running it in the rain, creating even more of a challenge. Let's see what the Ironmen have. Let's see what the Ironmen are made of. Ooh. Riverhead making their way to the timing light. They're off. Real methodical but right here. It's got water slower. in. It's got the nozzle in the street. Just hits it. He was a little high left. Come down and hit it. Powerful pump. Yeah. Seems to be one of those all-or-nothing shots. Time for the Ironman. 7.60760. Next to race. Number 11 on your program, the Westerners from West Hempstead. All right, as we get down to the final four teams, first place, Kopeg, 699. Second place, Lindenhurst, 701. Third place is that last shot by Riverhead, 760. Westbury, 766. And Islip holding fifth right now with a 796. West Hempstead currently six points. They could use a nice shot right here that'll put them in the mix for a good top five position at the end of the day. Well, we, we keep talking about it. Uh, the water pressure here at Hempstead. Again, West Hempstead practices here. So you have a team that knows how to run motor pump on this track with this water, with this pump. They're on the line right now. All they need is to do it. How many times, uh, whether it's you guys or all you racers out there, you just say, hey, let's just run our practice run. Just go out and run the run we do two nights a week, six times a week. And I'm sure that's what the uh, Westerners would like to do right now. And I'm sure that run on this track would be a solid six. 
So we'll see what the Westerners have up their sleeves. Track is theirs, revving up the truck, ready to leave start line. Westerners making their way to the timing light. They're over the timing light, off the side of the truck at the hydrant. Oh, he lost a little bit of water there at the hydrant, re-scoops it, nozzle down, aimed at the target just high, high and right. Hold it up, hold it up. Overtime, wow. overtime for West Hempstead. Hard to say anything good about that run, Artie. Did you see, uh, I mean, they missed the hydrant. They, they couldn't find the target. That was a tough one. Yeah. It's not... Uh, Next team not to race is number 12 on your program, the Termites from New Hyde Park. Uh, I think they would like uh, another shot at that right there. Where does New Hyde Park sit here in the mix? New Hyde Park currently has five points, so big shot right here by them. Our own Fred Bensavangas down there. I'm sure he's got the headset on, listening to us in the truck. Five points. They would need a, a, a good first, second place shot. It's going to be tough to get second. A tweener, a 699, and a 701. But a, a first place shot right here would do them real well trying to get down into the top five and on the track at the end of the day. Again, for those of you just tuning in, the rain's coming down pretty hard right now in Hempstead. So uh, makes the motor pump contest a little bit more challenging. This is, uh, this is where... It pays off when you do persevere and practice, guys, right? When you go out on those rainy nights run and you know you can't run B-Ladder or C-Hose or those contests, but you could still push your way through motor pump, through efficiency and buckets because you may have to do it one day in a drill. And uh, here's where it happens. So, again, if, if you've done that in practice, this isn't your first time getting on the truck and having to, you know, have rain blast you in the face when you're going to put it on the hydrant or trying to hit the target. So if you practice under these conditions, hopefully you can perform under these conditions. And the, usually the teams that, uh, that do practice through it persevere. All right, track's clear. New Eyed Park's getting ready to run. New Eyed Park with their and flashing lights. Blink of red lights school. staring right at us. This is a team that knows how to run Doesn't this really race. Doesn't really mix with the pink well, but good here they speed. come. Good speed. Real good speed. Over the timing line at the hydrant with speed. Oh! Looks like the water beat him. Noad Park not going for the safe. That's for sure. No, they came in hot going for it, and uh, it cost them. Time for the termites. 9.43. 9.43. Next to race, number 14, the Piston Knockers from North Lindenhurst. Well, here comes a couple of teams that's going to make all the difference in where Lindenhurst and CI are going to stand at the end of this contest. CI themselves, North Lindenhurst could have something to say about it. They're currently sitting with eight points, so they would like to make the leap to the upper part of the top five with a good shot right here. North Lindy's day, those eight points on the back of two-fourths and one-second. Long-time team that practiced here at Hempstead. I'm sure they know the ins and outs of how to run a motor pump shot here as well. This really can be a humbling contest. 
Alright, the Hempstead facility when you're running motor pump. You're looking back over the years, North Lindenhurst won the motor pump contest with a 658 in 2010, and boy, would they take a 658 right about now. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of experience of practicing here for a long time on Weir Street. <laughs> Sweeping out the last remnants of water from under the track, under the hydrant. Track's been given to the knockers. Wait, hold on. Maybe not. We have some issue with the light at the start. Oh, nope, nope. They're doing the call off, but the official's coming out telling them to hold off on it. Light is still green. Looks like we're okay now. North Lindy doing their thing with their uh, grill lights. Come the knockers. They leave the start line. Coming in with good speed. They're at the timing line. Over it at the hydrant. Water's in the truck. This is going to be about the target hit. He's got the water going at it, and he's left, and then he comes back and hits it. Thought maybe a little kink underneath there. Yeah. He was a little left. First water would have got him first place, guys. I don't think that's going to work. Time for the piston knockers. 7.47. 7.47. Next to race number 16, the Hobos from Central Iceland. Does give the piston knockers third place in the contest, though, with just CI left. What do you think, Artie? I, I, the, the run looked good till the, till the very end. He couldn't quite put the punctuation on the sentence there. Yeah, he was a little bit uh, left on the stanchion or a little bit outside. It probably looking in the six 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 seven range if he hits that first water. CI Hobo's coming to the line, staring at a 699 from the Copeg Yellowbirds, a 701 from Lindenhurst, and a 747 just run by the North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers. Central Isop Hobo's in the 12 years we've run at the Joe Hunter have won this contest three times, including that Joe Hunter record 615 set in 2004. Number is sounding better and better the more you say it now, Paul. Oh, yeah. We see some of the knockers hanging their heads a little bit, but uh, as you said, that time is right now holding for a couple of points. So well, Going into this contest, Lindenhurst and Central Ice up tied with 16. Currently, the Snails are in second place, so it's a, you can almost narrow it down to a two-team battle right here. Of course, they want to win the contest, but beating oh. that 701 would almost win the contest. All eyes on the Hobos right now, and deservedly so. The New York State champions here at the line in motor pump. Back to back. Track's been given to the Hobos. Alright, guys are set on the truck. Alright, they left the start line, heading towards the timing light. At the timing light, they're there, they're off the truck, at the hydrant, water is in the truck. It's going to be about the target, and he gets way off the track. That water is on the flap. On the flap. Think they practiced in the rain once or twice, fellas? Time for the Hobos. Six point three three six thirty three. Wow. Heavy, heavy motor pump 
shot here at Hempstead. I believe the second best Joe Hunter time ever behind their own 6.15. Leaving no doubt who the winner of the motor pump contest is, Central Islip. We're going to go over to the PA in a second. He'll give you the top five. But Move that, the equipment. That's going to set up the Central Islip Hobos with a one-point lead heading into the final contest. Well, that's the good news, Paul. We have a real tight tournament. It's, it's, it's a great thing, and everybody can hang in there. Uh, 6.33 by the CI Hobos to finish out the motor pump contest. Taking first place by more than six-tenths of a second. Actually, it's going to be a two-point lead because Linderhurst comes in third in that contest. But there you have it. The Hobos putting up a shot when they really needed it. Showing you why they're back-to-back champions. Okay. Results of the motor pump competition. First place, five points, number 16, Central Islip. Second place, four points, number five, Copeg. Third place, three points, number nine, Lindenhurst. Fourth place, two points, number 14, North Lindenhurst. Fifth place, one point, number two, Riverhead. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time we're going to do the 50-50. You can please get your tickets out. We're going to draw the All right, so uh, getting ready to go into the bucket competition. Just waiting on uh, Chris Perry to make somebody uh, a little bit richer. Chris being handed to... Okay, we have our 50-50 ticket. It is a white ticket. 50-50, it's a white ticket. Nine, nine, four, one, seven, nine. Nine nine four one seven nine. White ticket. Perhaps uh, Mr. Perry can let us know. Nine nine four one seven nine. Let us know. The how winner much can go to the shirt booth. How much richer that person will be? Well, if we heard a number. With one contest to go, we have a two-point lead for the CI Hobos. They're sitting with 21 points. Second place, Lindenhurst has 19. Third place, Islip with 16 and a half. Tie for fourth and fifth. North Lindenhurst and Bayshore both have 10. Outside the top five, but looking in, the Copeg Yellowbirds with seven. The Port Washington Roadrunners with six and a half. West Hempstead Westerners six. Newide Park Termites five. Westbury has two, Manhasset has one, and Riverhead picks up one point there in Motor Pump, which is the contest that got them into the 
Joe Hunter. Joe Hunter as it is. So we're going to be back with the finish of today's drill. Stick around. Enjoy the final contest. Buckets. See who comes in first place. Buckets competition. The Joe Hunter record is 20.41 and is held by the Hempstead Yellow Hornets. The first team to race is number one on your program, the same Hempstead Yellow Hornets. All right, so the Hempstead Yellow Hornets coming in with zero points on their first appearance this year. They are a five-time winner of the bucket contest here at the Joe Hunter Drill. Average winning time, a real good 21-14. You would expect it on this arch and maybe probably Joe Hunter, but that's that's pretty impressive. Last year's winner, CI, with a 21-17, almost right on the number. Hornets always been a real good bucket team. Hornets, see if they can get, uh, get on the scoreboard tonight. CI knockers always in this drill. You're going to get your buckets. Hornets making the way. First man, second man, third man. Clean climb. Nice climb by the first man. He's up at the top. First bucket's making its way up, and it's down the middle. A little slow making it up there, but a decent set. Yeah. little spillage on the ladder. But I'll tell you, any water he has in the bar, now he's a little bit on his feet. Now they've dropped one at the top. Not the finish the Hornets were looking for, but... Yeah, we can hear the guys communicating on the ladder. Always a good thing. Hold it up! Looking at the dumper has his, uh, his pants <laughs> taped at the bottom. Arch. Time for the Yellow Hornets. 28.31. 28.31. Yellow Hornets hold the Joe Hunter record, but it's 20.41. Did you guys see that, though, with the uh, dumper with his yep. pants taped at the bottom? Uh, a little too much flare in those sweatpants? What do you think? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Maybe affects him on the climb. Could be. Next team to race is number four on your program, the Wolves from Iceland. Just when you thought you'd seen everything, 
Riverhead Westbury are not competing here in the bucket contest. A little shout out to uh, Mrs. Smallwood, feeling a little bit under weather at home. Her son says hello and hopes she's feeling better. This is Donald's mom. Uh, that's Donald's mom, yes. Okay. Shout out Smallwood. to Mrs. Smallwood. She's uh, got to be a saint of a woman. I've dealt right. with Donald all these oh years, my right? God. Is Islip still, are they still in the mix? Can they get Well, they got 16 and a half, so I mean, they have an outside shot at winning. They'd have to get five hobos, nothing, but we're talking second place, two, uh, three and a half out of oh, second. Little, little, but I don't top. know if it's going to hurt them too much. They'll slip on the ladder. Now the first bucket is down. Second one, third, a little bit towards the back. Now he's got it going down the middle. Pass looks good. Little spillage, little spillage, but there's a couple of real good buckets with no spill right there. Hold it up! They filled it in 12. Look like every bit of 12. time for the Wolves. 23.61, 23.61. Next to race, number five on your program, the Yellowbirds from Copage. Watching Jake dump there. If, if the barrel's a clock and 12 o'clock's the back of the arch, he's pushing 11 o'clock a lot. He's a big guy. He's got a long wingspan. I would almost like to see him shuffle his feet a little bit towards us so he hits dead center of the barrel every time. So I mean, you're saying he's close to the he's barrel. He's a little too close out. to the barrel. You know, I, I when I went to dump, I dumped around three or four years. I learned from Anthony Rockmandato, who was one of the best, how to set up and find your middle of the barrel point. If he found his, I, I, I just feel like he, the way he gets set, he's pushing that 11 o'clock a little bit too much. So again, for you folks at home, what Artie's talking about is getting that bucket in the top, in the barrel perfectly dead center to not miss a drop of water. You want to get every drop out of every bucket to ideally fill it in 11. I mean, you hear about doing it in 10, and that's uh, almost impossible, I think. But um, you do want to fill it. You have to fill it almost at 11 these days yep. to be competitive. Hi, here come the Yellowbirds. They got an outside puncher's chance. It's coming down the track. They got seven points. Man, that first guy, he's quick. He was the third guy, right, today? Yes, he was. <laughs> Impressive right there. Oh, first bucket. Ladder guys are not set, but now it comes. He's yeah, got a little, a little mixed up there, and he moved up a step. Yep. Nice adjustment. Yeah, they really did. They made this is a decent pass right now. Flips the bucket too. Soon. I don't like watching the middle guy look up on every bucket. Yeah. I think he should be looking down, but. Better hope that does it. And they, it does ran it. they ran out of buckets. They ran out of buckets. That's gonna need. You can see there was a lot of water in the mix coming up that ladder and up on the floor here. <coughs> Hold it up. Now they dumped the last it's time for Copen. Ran out of buckets. 43.52. The run was actually. Next, on the next team to race, number six on you. Next team to race is number seven on your program, the Redskins from Bay Shore. Watching the way that run started, you didn't think it was going to be a 43. Obviously, they ran out of buckets at the end there, fellas. Who do you think this helps that there's so many teams that poor Washington had as a possibility of running a 22-23? They're not going to run. Leonard C.I. You know, I was thinking about this before, Artie. I know you were just going to say something there, but when's the last time Lindenhurst was within two or three points of winning the drill going into buckets? It's been a while. Yeah, sure. 
Well, Bayshore comes to the line. Bayshore put up a, a heavy run last Eight. week. He can run a bucket shot, sure. 21-73. Yep. At yep. Selden. They're, 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 they're at the end of the top five, tied for fourth and fifth, so they'll be looking to put up a shot right here to solidify that spot coming down the track. They're on. Looks like the climb's good. A lot of confidence. You can see it. First bucket is picked. It's up the ladder. It's down the middle. It's down the middle. they got a nice pass going on right here. And Al's doing a heck of a job keeping all the water in the barrel. It's a great pass right here. Bayshore's going to be real happy with that run. That's a hell of a dumping job right there, Roddy. Nice job right there. Confidence, pace, the whole thing was a nice job. I, I, uh, a really fine job by Al Pugh as a dumper right there. I mean, just textbook. Time for Bayshore. 21.48. Yep. 21.48. Tops their last week's shot right there. 21.48. You could just see the confidence that they have in buckets. The way they attack the ladder. The way they're pick, more picking the bucket, passing the bucket. The confidence is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a great team to race. Running out of turn with permission, number six on your program, the Roadrunners from Port Washington. It's a great pass by Bayshore. Al Pugh doing a phenomenal job. And, again, not I'm not picking on Jake, but look where Jake was putting his bucket. Mm -hmm. Look where Al was putting his bucket. There's a big difference. Oh, yeah. All right, Port Washington comes to the line. They had skipped them. Just back to Bayshore. They're becoming a force now in the bucket contest. Yeah, you're uh, going to have to watch them. One of the you know, top teams now in the state, you would have to say. It's yes. early in the year, but they're a solid bucket team right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. It's great when you can finish a drill like that. Poor Washington making their way. The climb is upset. First book bucket is picked, making its way to the top. And it's going down. Another good job right now. Yep, real good. Going right, right down dead the center. Yep. Yep. They got to keep this pace going. They got a nice little run going on here. Little leg. Little, yep. Little, 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 little. 11. 11. Nice job, Good though. job. Real good, putting them down the middle. Yeah, very good. Full buckets right down the middle. Time for the Roadrunners. 2-3.76. 23-76. Next to race number eight on the program, the Minutemen from Manhasset, Lakeville. John Lewis in that race? Yes, he is. All year. Cal, somebody get him a wheelchair to get back to camp. <laughs> He's going to run right back to camp and ask, where's the Fab 14 before the race? The night's <laughs> over. So Port, not bad. I mean, the difference between that and Bayshore is because the dump was very similar. Speed of the pass, speed of the climb. The oh, big the difference right there. First bucket, the first pail in. At least the second and a half, if not two. Yeah. Then comes Manhasset. Mikey Ward with more pads and duct tape than one man should have. Those are just for his bones. If you listen close, you can hear them squeaking. Brody's going to be on the bottom, pushing this up Ooh, like oh, the bottom painful. man. Oh, and, he, and he's locking in. Oof. Uh, I can't feel good on a 50-year-old. We're in Nassau yeah. County, Paul. Bringing that bucket real high over the barrel. Pass continues. All right. Hold it up. But nothing. They didn't drop any. Oh, 
time for the Minutemen. 30-17. Well, we, uh, we talk about... Next to race number nine on your program, the Snails from Lindenhurst. We talk about some of our different athletes in different races, whether it's the climbers or the hydromen or the nozzlemen or, or, or an efficiency guys running and out with great legs. But a dumper, uh, something I never did. Uh, Artie, I know you did it uh, quite a bit. Uh, ambidextrous, is that the right word? I mean, where you're doing something with every part of your body, uh, and you've got to be perfect. I mean, just, just really, we don't appreciate these dumpers sometimes. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a rhythm thing. There's no doubt about it. All right, here come the Linderhurst Snails. 21.48 by Big Show. I don't know if that's in the Snails wheelhouse. No. Probably not. But when's the last time the Snails had this amount of nerves getting on the line? And there's a positive nerve. Showtime. Here they come. Ryan Kinley making his way. Hat forward, USA. He's trying to get all the karma he can on Memorial Fourth of July weekend. First bucket set. is up and it's down. Second bucket's down. Third one. A little bit towards the back. They're talking to each other on the ladder. He's at five. He's at six. Seven. Looks a little deep, Artie. Eight, yeah. Nine. Ten. That's actually 11. Drop, saves it. Oh, oh, no. was, oh you were off a bucket. Yeah, I was Beginning off a bucket. Beginning of 12. Beginning of 12. And he bucket. dropped it, caught it, and put it in. And that's what Time set the light on. 24.81. 81. That is going to be the drill. They, I they actually seem uh, kind of happy race with that. number 11 on the program. The Westerners from West Hempstead. It tells me they've been struggling with that race already. They seem kind of happy with a 24. Yeah. Um, not putting too much pressure on CI right there, but overall, Lindenhurst, no matter where they fall, they, they've had a really good night. All right, West Hempstead's going to come. You have a first bucket on that one, or you know what? No, I did. no sorry. Curious to see where they're losing it. I don't think the buckets were full. I don't think so either. I, when I saw them at the bottom of the ladder before they were coming up, I could see a lot of room in the top of those buckets. Mm. All right, West Hempstead, an outside chance of getting in the top five. They would have to come in first or second. 21.48, base uh, time is heavy, but this is the home track. They can win some buckets. <laughs> Again, I think Craig's on the top of the yeah, ladder. Yeah, I do too. So Ralphie always dumps, Ralphie Jr., but I think Craig's the top man on the ladder. He's not running tonight. All right, here comes the Westerners. Rizzo's going to be the top man right here. Good climb. Let's see. Andrew Brome picks the bucket. Oh. Pat Cloudman. Pat Cloudman in the middle is on the roll. Middle man took now a little while getting set. Now they've dropped the bucket up at the top as they're trying to pick up the pace to make up for that little slip up. A lot of water being spilled on the ladder right here. Hold up. It's tough when it's not your usual group. It's a, a very interesting way you watch Ralphie dump, you watch Al Pew dump. Very interesting way I the bucket gets turned. I was just going to ask you about that, Art. Time for the Westerners. 25.18. 25.18. Next to race number 12 on the program, the Termites from New Hyde Park. Artie, maybe you can expand on what you and I were just looking at, the uh, the style of the, the dumper right there and, and the way in which he was actually putting the bucket in the barrel to empty it and some of them collapsing over sideways. What did you see? Yeah, uh, very interesting actually, Glenn. Uh, the prototypical or the typical way you would say if you're going to dump the bucket is you're going to bring it over the front lip, you're going to hang it almost directly down so the water drains out, push it down, and so on. Ralphie Jr. there is bringing it over almost, again, if we're using a clock, he's, he's bringing it over at like 9 o'clock or almost 8 o'clock 
um, I'm sorry, at like 4 o'clock, and he's kind of going it sideways and pushing it into the back corner of the barrel, but not spilling the water. Just a, a kind of an unorthodox way to so do it. you think he was getting a good drain out of the bucket? I do, yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. You were a little closer than I. It just, it, it just looked a little different. Just unorthodox. Yep. Yeah, but a very good drain. I, I definitely thought. So here comes New Park, Frankie Sonnenberg. Right, Park, this is a smooth climb. Philippines locking, locking in. in at the yeah. bottom. First As one's always. dumping it down. Top man locks in here. They go locks. Down the middle. Frankie Sonnenberg's putting them right down the middle as well. Another good jumper. Right ahead. Losing a little bit of water. Middleman seems to be a little bit behind, and Phil's throwing the bucket to him. He's got to use his legs. He's got to drive down fast. Hold up. Not a bad run, but that middle guy's <laughs> got to drive down. It's down hard, smooth up. Time for the termites. Two, four, point three, two, twenty-four, thirty-two. Paul trying to bait me a little bit Next there. Next race number fourteen on the program. The piston knockers from North Lindenhurst. I gotta say that's the most manly run I've ever seen out of twelve guys wearing pink. Yeah. Good shot for New High Park, and like you said, uh, Artie. Uh, Frankie doing a nice job as a dumper there. Thought he had a little bit of happy feet. I thought he was a little, a little more movement maybe than you'd like um, with his feet, but uh, doing a solid job and always fun to watch him climb the ladder and do his job. Bayshore 21-48. Second place is Islip. They could slip into second in the drill here if they stay in that position with the hobos right here. Actually with third... And they're gonna with only well, two teams left. If both of these teams don't beat them, they're gonna knock the snails down from second to third overall. So 21-48, then that 23-61, 23-76 by Port Washington's hanging in there third. Northlandhurst on the There's line, the ten points, tied for fourth and fifth going in. Big shot. They're on. Climb. First bucket is pulled. Yeah. Heading towards the top, makes its way. Ducky Fowler down the middle. There's two down the middle. Three, four, five, six, seven. Flips it too soon. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Pull it up! It's, it's all That's the twelve. All right the twelve there. for sure. Flips the bucket too soon. A lot similar, of water out the front. Similar to Bayshore's Time run. for the piston knockers. Two, three point six seven. Twenty-three sixty-seven. Doesn't beat Islip. They're imp they're improving in that contest they every are. week. Still some spillage on the ladder. And the biggest thing is with Ducky, uh, he flips the bucket a little too soon. It's almost like I would actually slow the pace down right now where they're at. I thought it was faster than usual. I would slow it down a bit and let him get more comfortable and then never tell him we're going to speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> You, like, wait, uh, wait two weeks, and don't yeah. even let him know that no, the guys uh, on the ladder. It's, it's, it's a nice theory, but, you know, uh, sometimes guys aren't as oblivious as you think. Next and last team to Nothing run is number lifted. 16 on your program, the Hobos from Central Iceland. I said sometimes, and some people, not everyone. All right, so this is going to be your 2015-13th annual Joe Hunter Memorial Drill Champions, the Central Islip Hobos, the last team to run comfortably now with the other teams having gone out in front will be the champions of the drill. Let's watch this guy dump. Yep, let's see what happens right here. 21-48 by Bayshore attacking the ladder on a arch they really like. They're up, they're up, set, first bucket is pulled and it's a quick one. There it is at the top and it's all in there. Right down the middle. You don't need me to count as you hear the fans of the hobos out there. They are passing some buckets and those buckets are full of water. 
Hold it up. End of 11. End of 11. That's a nice three. run right that there. That was a good-looking shot. It's going to be close. I don't know if it's that far away. Central Iceland. Pace. Two, zero, point five, three. 2053. 2053, so beating Basho by almost a second. Exclamation point on the day. It's it's pace. That's a, that's an exclamation point on the day. And yeah, you think you take a tenth, maybe they're a tenth better on each tenth bucket. So that's that's almost a second at the end of the day. So eight hundredths better on every bucket. If you watch the first three or four buckets go, and then it was buckets like four through ten, they were cranking. It, all of a sudden, just you saw off. the pace drop. And full like, buckets. You know, from that 1-0 pace to a .9 pace. Not spilling a drop of water. So that's your first place shot. They're going to leave here with 26 points and in first place. Bayshore is going to get four there. It's going to move them up the track a hair. They're going to end up with 14. Islip gets third. They're going to eke out Lindenhurst by a half point for second in the drill. <coughs> Fourth place in the contest, Port Washington. They're going to go to eight and a half. And fifth place in that contest... I take that back. Fourth place is North Lindenhurst. They're going to go to 12. Fifth place, Port Washington. They're going to go to 7.5. So overall for the drill, CI is going to win it with 26. Second place, Islip, 19.5. Third place, Lindenhurst, 19. Bayshore, fourth with 14. North Lindenhurst, fifth with 12. All right, gonna so Paul's going to talk to our official Chris Perry and go over those numbers. But, uh, Artie, I thought very impressive Central Islip, our um, reigning state champions, finishing out the drill with 13 out of 15 points. Um, What's known for the last three? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not surprising. I said impressive. It's uh, impressive. But the way, they, the way they finish, the they're going to do overall. First place, <laughs> five points. points, number 16, Central Islip. Second place, four points. Get put number on seven, Bay Shore. Third place, three points. Number four, Iceland. Fourth place, two points. Number 14, North Lindenhurst. Fifth place, one point. Number six, Port Washington. So again, watching the hobos finish this drill, folks, with 13 out of the last 15 points and securing yet another victory. Um, very impressive for the defending New York State champions. And with that, we are going to do the overall points from up here on the arch. The overall points for the 13th annual Joe Hunter Memorial Drill, fifth place, with 12 points, the North Lindeners Festive Knockers.